Mr. O'Dwyer, I need to say this to you, and I don't want you to get sore. We're making a five-day journey in three days, riding along and sleeping the bare minimum. We need to take care of these animals and ourselves. I ain't thinking about myself right now. I know you're not, which is why I'm putting this to you direct. If our horses die before we get there, or we go into hostile territory, weak and foggy with exhaustion, we won't rescue anybody. The only advantage we have over these cave dwellers is being smarter. So let's not lose that. It ain't gonna be easy making camp while these savages... I know it won't, but we need to keep ourselves collected. Well, it ain't gonna be easy. I got the dynamite. How many? Uh, six. Now that is not a handsome horse. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 72, and my name is Scott. I'm Jared. I'm Michael. Nice. All right. Jared, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's been quite a while. Yes. You're, the, you're like the executive producer and you're here like once a month. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, It has been, have had to be slightly more selective as of late due to uh, parental responsibilities. He's a, He's a dad, everyone. Mm. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the weekend film news before our featured review. Guys, we reviewed Roland Emmerich's Independence Day Resurgence this week. I'm sure you're happy this was the one you came back for, huh? <sighs> you know what? It was <clears throat> a spectacle, so <laughs> yes. Well, All I right. mean, you, you're you're going to be here next week, and I have a feeling that might go a little better than this this one will. We can only hope. Uh, so please subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes uh, or through the podcast software of your choice. Go to iTunes. Leave us, you know, if you want to leave us a five-star rating, you can. We encourage that. What do you guys want for a recipe this week? Um, I don't know. Maybe something with, like, raw meat involved. Not the eating of what? raw meat. Like, what? start with raw meat. How about... Uh, Make something manly. Good, <laughs> I think I think we have an idea there. A good recipe for ahi tuna or something like that. Like how to, Oh, how damn. To, that sounds good. Um, tataki. Mm. Okay. Tuna tataki. Some, some form of fish would be cool. Yeah. Like barbecued summertime cooking. You know what I yeah. love? I love eating a whole fish. So yeah, that would be sweet. Send me... A, a good recipe for some kind of whole fish. Like a bunch of lemons on it. On oh, side. so okay. good. Depending on what kind of fish. Um, I bet the provider has a sweet Ontario <laughs> lake fish he's recipe teasing, for He's us. teasing the hell out of this. <laughs> uh, please subscribe to uh, all of our episodes on iTunes. Like I said, go to verticalviewing.com. Click on the donate button if you got a couple extra bucks and you'd like to help the show out. We'll uh, appreciate it. We, yeah. You know, Very it helps much. Us, keeps the lights on. Uh you know, defer the cost of seeing movies and putting on the show. You know, it gets expensive out there if you're seeing... Movies are really expensive now. AVX. Yeah. 3D D-Box showings. You know, help us go to the... D- <laughs> help us get, help us sit in D-Box seats, I, I everybody. I am not a D-Box. <laughs> Don't help us sit in D-Box. No one should sit in I D-Box. I saw it on the it's, smallest screen it's in funny. the theater. It's like, it just sounds like a D-bag. Like yeah, it's just like close exactly. <laughs> we start calling people D-Boxes. <laughs> um... Our uh, email address is verticalviewing at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at verticalviewing. Hit us up on either of those places, just like the provider did. Yeah. Did uh, he ever? So we got this email several weeks back. I wanted to wait until we had the full VVP crew on. 
should I take it away or? Yeah, I think you could do a good job with this <clears> one. <throat> Uh, so yeah, the the provider sent us an email. It's called uh, subject line Ontario Black Bear Sausage. What? <laughs> yeah, you heard right. <laughs> Should I? I'll get the pictures out so yeah, you can see over yeah. here. Um, these uh, these th- th- this is a bit long, but let, let's bear with bear with me here. So bear uh, with me. <laughs> oh, as my boy Tolsey once said, the two most powerful warriors are patience and time. When hunting Ontario's largest predator, uh, you'll certainly need to be both of these warriors. Black bears are shy, evasive, and intelligent creatures. In order to harvest one, you'll most definitely need to put your time in and exercise extreme patience and tact. Being in the stand at first light and last light are your keys to success. So here we go, everyone. Number one, locate an area that bears frequent, not near a landfill. Number two, hang a stand near a bait pile. Do you think that it's not near a dump because if they eat garbage, you can't eat them? Um. Yeah, and it's probably, there's probably legal issues with shooting them. Like that, it, you'd be sh- you, that's there's not like a hunt. The laziest bears. I, I doubt that landfills have hunting areas around them. Seeing as they're you know yeah frequented by humans. Yeah. Anyways, I I I, uh, I digress. Digress. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, number three. Climb up a tree and sit in tree stand, ensuring you are properly and safely fastened to the tree with your harness. Okay. Turn on Thermocell, capital T, to ward off trillions of mosquitoes. Yeah, Ontario's <laughs> uh, national bird. I, I like the use of the word, uh, the number of trillions. trillions. You, you don't hear trillions very much. It's pretty good. Uh, number five, sit as still as you can for hours on end <clears throat> in the hot, sweaty, bug-infested boreal forests of Onatario. <laughs> Onatario. Is that a, that's a typo? It looks like a cool place anyway. <laughs> Onatario. Onatario. Um, number six, wait for legal bear. Ensure the bear is not a cub or sow accompanied by her cubs. Uh, if bear is identified as a legal bear, shoot bear. Call your buddies back at is number eight. Call your buddies back at camp and get them to bring the ATV and trailer. Number seven is my favorite so far. Just you, you like that? That was so simple, right? If bear is identified as legal bear, shoot, shoot bear. bear. Shoot bear. Number nine, tag bear, load bear into trailer and march back into camp through the woods. March. Yeah. I'm picturing the provider like just, marching, just marching with his just, chainsaw just, pants just, on through just, the woods. Yeah, just traipsing. Uh, number 10, remain alert in case you encounter a bear, especially a sow with her cubs on way back to camp. That's a very key piece of. Yeah, people might not. You might think, so well, we killed, we killed all the bears, so we're good. Uh, number 11, skin out bear, gut bear, have a beer and cigar and go to bed. Uh,. Number 12, wake up, bring bear to butcher. Number 13, ask butcher to cut and wrap the choice cuts and make 40 pounds of sun-dried tomato sausages. Tomoto. Yes, sick. Uh, <laughs> 40 S-I- pounds. Holy S-I-C. Because <laughs> yeah. they mix it with pork and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 14, wait a few weeks for a call back from butcher and pick up meat. 15, Grill up the sausages and enjoy. Number 16, I guess which is just a bonus, 
uh, pairs nicely with you favorite craft beer. With you favorite? Yeah. Yours, the provider. Uh, That's a really involved recipe. So, yeah. Those are kind of not, you know, not not for the regular, usual domestic person who's just, you know, making, making their dinner, but... I don't know. Hmm. I didn't realize wow. that for uh, for hunting pears, you just leave a bait pile. And to me, it's kind of like, I don't agree with that. Yeah, we'll have to ask. The, like, pr- the provider will have to clear that up because I didn't know that was legal even. Like, um, and that that's doesn't, not fair. That doesn't <laughs> seem exactly, that doesn't seem like fair game, which is actually the origin of that, like fair game, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I like that we're calling him out on this right now. I'm well, sure. I'm sure he knows what's up. But. Yeah, he's he's a clever. Individual. Oh, he's, he's probably done this. On he's, purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the provider is as as responsible as you can get when it comes to approaching hunting, and and you know this is obviously for meat. He's not just. Yeah, I really want to taste trophy there. hunting. Apparently, right? it's really good. If they're cousins of the pig, right? Mm-hmm. Like ursine and porcine. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, it, it's got like a lot of protein and. I forget vitamin D. Some, there's some good vitamins in bear it. Bear bacon, I I hear, would be really good. Interesting. Especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, and like, let's clear it up before we get any emails about it. This is not a trophy hunt, obviously. Right. But at the same time, I don't know about hunting bears. No. Like. The, yeah, he's gonna eat it, but like, there there's other meat that's better. Like you could hunt. There's better animals to hunt. You don't need to hunt an apex predator. <laughs> I just, um, I think from from the little knowledge I have, uh, the tags that are given out are done so... To control population. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Right. So when people are harvesting, which but is when we say, a word we that say, is... Hold on. Harvesting say, is an interesting word to use, you know. Uh, yeah. We say control the population, though, but like, it's not like there's a problem bear population. Like, even, I think there are in some areas. But at, their, yeah. at the maximum, it's not like there's like we're like stumbling over bears like let's <laughs> no, no live in north there's Man. a there's a there's another population problem and it's us so like we shouldn't be like taking out bears because we moved into their habitat so that's red's point of view it's yeah. not you know the, the the views mentioned may not be as <laughs> those of the the podcast but no i'm sure we'll get the provider to clear this up you know like with actual numbers, because yeah. we don't know. We, yeah. we literally, what do we know about conservation? I don't, I don't numbers? know much at all. Please tell me. Do you know me. what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people will comment on yeah. these things without really will. any knowledge. Uh, like the average person will just say, you "Shouldn't do this," yeah. without knowing, you know, how conservation efforts yeah. work. Like I for example, that- in Yellowstone, uh, the elk population until the 1970s was just out of control, like just like unmanageable because just, there was uh, no wolves, right? And, and they in- reintroduced Canadian wolves into Yellowstone Park, and that's been like controversial. A, yeah, and 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 it hasn't gone exactly as well as they wanted. And yeah, they had to do a cull, I think, didn't they? Exactly. The popul like because there's so it's so plentiful. Like the the wolf population has prospered so much and the deer population went down exactly so it's now you have to actually shoot wolves and people freak out yeah because they're like dogs and they're cute yeah exactly look at how beautiful and majestic (laughs) those wolves are go on the internet and (laughs) make comments so yeah welcome to the show everybody uh red you haven't been here in a while let's get into it what have you been watching um well 
first and foremost, I think one that I've been wanting to watch for a while and I finally got around to was Bone Tomahawk. Damn. What? Have either of you guys uh, seen Bone Tomahawk? I've watched one sequence from it. Which sequence was that? Um, was it in a cave or was it outside? It, it was in a cave and a man is getting killed in one of the most gruesome ways I've maybe ever seen in a movie. It's Yeah. So it, what is Bone Tomahawk? Okay, so Bone Tomahawk. We were going to review this, actually. Oh. Actually, I don't have all the... I should get all the directorial and, like, crew information. It's directed by, like, Craig Zoller or something, I believe. It is. It's a Kurt Russell joint. Yes. All right. So and he, and he steals a bit a of the beard. Western. He, he steals some beard thunder from his character, from John, uh, the Hangman, uh, from Hateful Eight. Like I feel like Quentin Tarantino probably got he's mad. Like, oh, I really like that. Or no, he's like, don't wait. I want just the. I want my movie to be the Kurt Russell beard movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Kurt Russell is a sheriff. Um. Patrick Wilson is this guy who's. Uh, somehow injured, like he's he's kind of hobbling. He's got so this his is leg a, is this is a western. Busted. Yeah, in, it's a western horror in the eighteen hundreds, right? Um, Matthew Fox is in it as like a dandy cowboy, so like he's really cares about how he looks. He's in a white suit. He rides a white horse. He always makes comments about the other guys looking shitty and like being him himself being the most intelligent guy on the crew. Uh, Richard Jang, what's his name? Uh, oh, Richard Jenkins. Jenkins, great actor, amazing, great actor. He's like the the heart sort of of the of the crew or the squad but he's a sort of bumbling guy but he's always there when you need him and he's he's very altruistic um so uh we get david arquette and his uh buddy accidentally like desecrate a native some really strange native tribes um burial ground or so we think. Like, we're not really sure. But these guys are bad news. The movie start opens with them, like, slitting the throats of some people that are sleeping and stealing all their stuff. And then they start, like, the one guy gets murdered and David Arquette has to peace out to escape this terrifying-looking, like, gray, ash-covered, long-haired warrior figure and... Like, all the weapons that you see are, like, made of skulls and bones, mm-hmm. and the arrows have, like, bird skulls on the end instead of arrowheads. It's like Apocalypto, but in the yeah, Wild yeah. West. So, uh, skip to present, and uh, in anger or in as revenge for their grounds being desecrated, they come in and, like, kidnap, uh, uh, what's his name, Wilson, Patrick Wilson's wife, and then they put a posse together to go get her and that's the plot is going to get her back basically right and then stumbling eventually onto the 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 hideout of these dudes they call them uh oh what do they call them they're not neanderthals but they're like they're not as evolved as as modern humans because there's another native guy in the in the movie and he's like you think that we're the same as them but they're not like us like they're what are they called like the the, the the scene that I saw made me never want to watch this movie in my whole life. I'll be honest that's with you. The, that's the most so, in graphic, it, intense part of, of the, the whole, whole movie. Thing. Yeah. So, like, uh, what I saw was a guy get is get uh, scalped. Uh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Tell spoil it. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing. Just the just the this this the just the 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 appetizer to that whole sequence. Guy gets scalped, and then they take his scalp and put it in his mouth. 
and then and then jam, I guess the the knife up into his head, I, and I guess that does him in, right? Uh, mostly. <laughs> mostly. What? Yeah. What is the purpose of this? Yeah, but also Kurt Russell is before they do he's that to him, to he's him yelling. Whole... He's like, "Wake up, wake up, fight back for God's sakes, wake!" And up. he's still talking to him after he's like dead and yeah. being like butchered, essentially. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is all done in, the, in right in front of a cage with other people in it. Yeah, it's it's, it's they all like these these uh, these creatures use the like jawbones of cattle that are sharpened into like incredibly sharp blades oh my god it's a re- there's some really graphic violence in this movie yeah but yeah, yeah yeah i'm glad i didn't watch this gruesome. whole thing it's gruesome but i liked it i i, I exactly <laughs> i i heard it's a really interesting built like it, it plays it sort of completely western for like a good two-thirds of it and then it just explodes into this graphic violence like this horror this and it's horror really at the very end how it they use like the different perspectives and the different uh, landscapes. Like when towards the beginning, you get more of a sense of the big, wide, open mountains. But later on, it's close-up shots. So they're always against like a wall of sort of gravel because they're in this mountainous, Mm. arid desert. And you never get big pull-back shots. And then they go into caves. And so it's all very close-up and sort of more tense. It's interesting and then the play with light along with that because they go through day and night damn it's it's, it's a good movie eh? yeah it is i, I wish i could just stop hmm. watching. if you're okay with <laughs> yeah fuck people wow like that getting the getting end of split <laughs> yeah yeah it's really mike what do you got for uh-huh. us? take take us to happier territory i watched the first season of dark matter on netflix what is this oh boy it's uh, put the hard hat on again. <laughs> it's uh, it's a show from the Sci-Fi Channel, I think. Ooh. It takes place on a spaceship, and it starts with an alarm going off, and people Uh-oh. waking up from their cryo tubes because they've been in stasis. Um, so two people come out and sort of run to the bridge. There's a guy and a girl. The guy starts trying to fix whatever's wrong, and the girl like just grabs him and throws him to the ground and like punches him in the face and then takes over and fixes it. Uh, and as soon as the alarm stops and they're like, okay, okay, we're good. Who are we? So there's okay. six people on the ship. All of their memories have been erased. But like they can still operate the ship. Yeah. So they don't know who they are. They don't know what they're doing there. Hmm. Uh, and so throughout the season is like 13 45 minute episodes so they don't know who the captain is or they don't know who no um and so as they're wandering around think of that that's pretty cool as they're wandering around exploring the ship they just sort of sort of instinctually like their muscle memory kicks in and they'll be like okay i must you know i'm the demolitions exactly one guy starts cleaning the toilets he's like this feels good (laughs) (laughs) um dopamine response (laughs) but you find out like it does a good job of at the end of every episode it kind of drops a new bit of information you're like what so like lost but uh, not as good not uh, i like it better than lost <laughs> oh damn um i'm not sure if, if we hold lost much. in the yeah, same exactly. <laughs> yeah. like what like wow dark matter is better than lost um it's not bad like the acting is okay i think it's a canadian shot show like in <sighs> toronto or something like that okay um 
And so at the end of the first episode, they realize, like, they, they come across a mining colony on this planet because that's just where they've, like, come out of faster than light travel or whatever. So, like, okay, we have a cargo hold full of weapons. What are we doing? Are we, do like, so they go down and talk to the miners, like, we're waiting on a shipment of weapons. Like, oh, maybe we're bringing them the weapons. And um, they got, like, little medallions on these boxes, too, which are, are part of this, like, mining group they're like okay we're totally delivering the weapons they're like yeah we need them to fight off the raza which are like an alien race that's coming to kill us is this an episode of firefly yeah well yeah it it has some similarities actually um it it's it's a western um so there's cannibals so they're like all right all right so we're here to help these people and they go back to, up to the ship and they're able to restore some of the sh like some of the ship most of the ship data has been erased as well so they get like an android on board to sift through the data. David. And uh yeah, totally David. And um they find out that the ship they're on is called the Raza and they're actually a group of hardened criminals that have been sent to kill these people. And so it's like, oh shit. Well, we don't want to do that. What do we do? So it's hmm. and then follows them trying to be different but like people know who they are. They don't know who they are. So their so reputation they... precedes them everywhere they go. But they've turned over a new leaf, so to speak. Yeah, basically. Space leaf. It. Uh, I thought it was interesting. So it's like Suicide Squad in space? Sort of. It's not bad. It's not bad. I thought it was interesting for the first, like, five or six episodes. Once they were still, like, here's... There's all this new mystery stuff going on. Um, like, one girl survives a bite from a space zombie. Uh, Spom... Sp Spombie? <laughs> and, uh, and then... You're like, well, what the hell? Like, what what's up with her? And then she gets blown out of an airlock later and survives. So you're like, oh, what? Like, what is going on? They can, you know, va space vampires or space zombies. They can all live in space. So. Yeah. So uh, it they don't have to breathe. It was good once, like, when it started <laughs> they don't leaving decompose. all of these questions for you. And you're like, okay, I'm, I'm actually genuinely curious to see where this goes. And then it just started to get boring. So. And is there a season two? I think so. Are they making it's not it? on Netflix yet. It's okay. probably okay. actually on space or sci-fi right yeah. now. Yeah. All right. Um, um, so if you want a space thing that you can have on while doing something else. <laughs> so sci-fi network or is it space network? I, I think, well, both, in Canada, I think it's space. They're both real bad. But, right? Yeah. It's not bad. It, like, yeah. it's not awful. It's just not great either. Like sci-fi shows, S-Y-F-Y, brutal. Yeah. Um, so I watched a couple things. Let me start with what I played, though. Oh, I played Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh my God! You why? guys played Mighty Number no. Nine? No, I have not. I will never play Mighty Number no. Nine. I have so, no desire to play that. Tell me what it is. Unfortunately, I played Mighty Number no. Nine. I've never heard of Mighty Number no. Nine. Uh, so this was kick a Kickstarter, one of the biggest, sort of most high-profile Kickstarter games, I guess ever. Twenty thirteen is when they like put up the Kickstarter for this. Essentially what it is, is KJ Inafune, the creator of Mega Man, of course is n not allowed. He doesn't work for Capcom anymore. He's not allowed to make a Mega Man game and just release it because it's owned by Capcom. So he'd made this thing called Mighty Number no. 9. And... Which looks an awful lot like Mega Man. It's basically just my own version of Mega Man. Hmm. And I don't have to call it Mega Man. We just remake a new game. Uh, and he did a Kickstarter for this. Let me just see if I can find the original. Because the amount that they actually raised... They raised a lot of money. 
did he just crib the whole story from Mega Man or like what what elements did, did you say that seriously like the story from Mega Man there's not much going on except well, there's right. an awesome story come on <laughs> Mega Man had a cartoon yeah. and everything no no to was... answer your question yes they crib basically everything there's like Dr. Sanda and then Dr. Oh, no. like it's not Dr. Wily but it's almost Dr. like it's literally I really hope it's Dr. Willy it, it's like you know how oh Dr. Light is the good one and Dr. Wily is the bad one like it's yeah. so obvious Mighty Number no. 9 is you play as number 9 and then you f- there's Mighty Number no. 1 Mighty Number no. 2 Mighty Number no. One through eight are the different bosses that Mega Man has defeated. That you have to defeat. It, it, it's literally like Mega Man. You choose instead of fighting like Iceman or uh, you know Top Man yeah, or Snake Man. One, two, three, you're fighting four, five, Mighty six, Number seven, Four eight. or Mighty Number Three. Yeah, it's it's literally the exact same thing. Um, the original Kickstarter was from August 31st of uh, 2013, uh, and it. It it got pledged three point eight million dollars, which is insane because people love Mega Man. Yeah, so that was on August thirty first, and the game finally just came out last week. And then you said, unfortunately, you played it. So please, mm. it is it is terrible. Oh, it is terrible. It looks like an iPad game or something. The graphics look like they were cobbled together in like literally eight months. They're so bad, and the voice acting. Is is terrible. This kind of went bad when they released an ad a couple weeks ago that said like like make the enemies cry like a anime fan on prom night. Yeah, that's what it said. <laughs> and you're like, yo, this is your this that's game. Your that's your demographic. Yeah. What are you What are you doing? Like this is like say like Jeez. your your Cheeto stained fingers are gonna love playing it. Like this is not 1994. Like this is not Sega Genesis ads. This is like offensive to gamers, you know, who Hasn't, are makeup like all ages at yeah, this way point. to totally miss. Exactly. Hasn't Inafune come out and actually apologize? He did. Yeah, yeah he did. And and, and to, to, to sum this For all the game. up, <laughs> the, the, the game originally when it was on Kickstarter looked incredible. Like the actual screenshots that they have of it are phenomenal. So the, what did they have like one level built or something? I, I don't know what happened, but it, if, if, if you if you care to look, you can see the downgrade that happened on this game. Is just insane and so depressing because they had this original art style that was fantastic, and then the the, the final product looks so cheap and shitty, uh, and it plays like garbage. It's basically take Mega Man, mix in this dashing mechanic, so like a not Sonic, but like when when you shoot a guy, he goes into this sort of digitized state. And then you actually have to run through. Yeah, you have to hit this dash button, which makes you sort of air air jump across, absorbing his power. Like I don't. If you're making this homage to the original Mega Man, I don't know why you added this new element to it. That's really because it's Mega Man Titanfall. <laughs> that, yes, like yeah, this it actually is what is. the main character looks like. Yeah, it's bad. It's it, bad. It reminds me of um, the music video for Blue. Oh, oh my god! My it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. What else, you guys? We're know? like that crazy frog guy. Uh, Michael, have you continued to watch AMC's Preacher as I have? Uh, I I didn't actually have a chance to watch last week's oh. episode four. Oh, I've watched, it's so a I've good watched, show. I've watched one through three. Um, well, it's fun. I should say, I like it. It's, it's actually, not the it's, book at all, eh? No, no, it's no, gone, it is not. It has gone completely like. Oh, that's interesting. I remember talking before we knew what before the show aired about how are they going to do this how are they going to do this and they've avoided it by completely rewriting it (laughs) 
Like they've taken characters and worked them in in totally different ways. Uh, we have the two angels uh, staying in a motel. Uh, and that's, I, I can't wait to see where that goes because they're like total idiots. Um, they're pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And um, Cassidy has already killed them both what, twice? a couple of times right yeah the clones like hilariously the second time like when he just runs them over in his van it's so funny <laughs> um just just they they get all just equipped in, with machine guns and stuff to go to the, the to, church to fight him again because he's just killed them and so he just shows up behind them and runs them over. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're walking in this badass scene. You're like, he's fucked. These angels are going to murder the shit out of him. And then, like, they're all pretzeled up underneath on the oh ground. You God. see them all twisted. Is So is, is this better than, I guess, the first episode, you guys? Um, well, because it's different. Or digging where it's going? Like, uh, it's I'm, I'm on board, totally, because I want to see what they do. Um, okay. They've taken a lot of the stuff that I did, like... But Jesse is a very different character. It's not, and his father really is different. I really want to see what they've done there because in the in the book in the comic series, uh, Jesse's like the way he idolizes his father. His father's really a tough guy, and they live at this ranch where people like beat on him because his uh, his wife's family, I guess, doesn't they don't like him, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really brutal. But it doesn't seem that that's we're gonna see that in this no they've only been flashing back to the whole like he's just the his father's the preacher from yeah. the town before do, do you guys think that this is gonna serve the show well like diverting from the comic well they had to do something yeah because, because of... how are you gonna show all the like floating host of angels holding tribunal and like the, <laughs> there's all kinds of crazy stuff the book starts with like a screaming comet baby face like <laughs> flying down from space into Custer. Like it's way more psychedelic and it's wacky. a comic oh, book, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can do all kinds of stuff. I love what they're doing with Cassidy though. Like he's a really fun character in the book and they're keeping that spirit in the show. Hmm. Like when he's going outside, they make him look all goofy because he's got to stay out of the sun. <laughs> so he's wrapped in like whatever he can find. He's like in a Mexican blanket and like a Chinese hat and like it's cool <laughs> he's probably actually he i would say he's the best character on the show so far yeah yeah i don't know if i like tulip like tulip in the book is very different very very different and you get her whole history and she's a really compelling character and like a really strong female uh this tulip seems to be a very strong female as well but in a very different way like on the wrong side of the law and just sort of very violent. So I don't know. It's kind of, I'm, I'm still watching. I'm still undecided though. Like I want to, I'm watching because I want to see what they do with it all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a world war Z situation to me at this point. Like it's so it's different. the name only. Yeah. Wow. Same, and the same. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cassidy's like, you could, you could talk about what's the same, and it, it wouldn't take very long, right? Really? Like, it's mm-hmm. we know <laughs> that's hilarious. It's a preacher, we know. <laughs> like some of the names are the same, but it's a different. Yeah, that what uh, that's kind of Cassidy's funny. a vampire. That's, that's funny. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Quinn Cannon is totally different. 
I, sh- I, I should quickly get to a couple of things I watched yes, before yes. we go here. Because um, I have I read a bunch of stuff. Too. You did? Okay. I watched Batteries Not Included. Nice. Have you guys seen this movie? Yeah, way back when okay. I was younger. Oh, wait. That's the one with the like VHS tape for a head robot? Well, no, no that's... Uh, These are the little alien ships. They're, they're little alien UFOs that save the old people. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I um, I had never seen this movie. I, I really? Ne- I never watched Batteries Not Included. I noticed it's written by Brad Bird. I think it's one of his first credits. He's the guy who directed Incredibles. The best Fantastic Four movie ever. Um, <laughs> he did, I think, a Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. He's done a bunch of Pixar stuff. but uh, So basically, Batteries Not Included, 1987. This movie is pretty damn good. It's, it's awesome. I haven't watched it in years, but it's on my list. It's a family movie. It's super family friendly. It's basically just, you know, they're knocking down this old building in New York. And it, they're actually, it looks like they're really doing it. Like it is, got, it's, it's in an actual complete destruction, like, you know, sort of demolition area. Like it looks like they're actually legitimately knocking shit down. They took setting very seriously when... Yeah, this is like, this is New York in the 80s, man. It's rough. There's thugs everywhere. Like, if you watch movies about New York in the 80s, you would ha- you would believe it's run by street thugs. You know, just the whole city. Just, yeah, you know, like, like very, hey, very come on, give me your money, old lady. Come on. Like, <laughs> hey, until, give me a pizza. Come on. Until the turtles showed up and cleaned up the city. Yeah, the, the, yeah there was like Ninja Turtles running around. There's <laughs> steam coming out of sewer grates everywhere. Um but this, this is, there's a line in this where the one character says, this is the 80s. Nobody likes reality anymore. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, there's, there's some decent stuff in here where it's sort of like, because uh, I guess Faye plays the the wife and uh, Frank plays the, the, the lead dude who's this old, adorable old man. Uh, but it really like treats dementia in like a careful way. For a kids movie, like there's scenes where the wife is just completely out of her mind, and it's not supposed to be funny or anything. It's just, uh, she's got dementia, and this is a kids movie that's about little aliens. Yeah, the eighties were an interesting time, right? In the film, right? And then the aliens arrive just when Frank is at his most desperate. I love how everyone in the building thinks like they're everyone's at their most desperate. They're gonna knock the building down. The demolition microcosm, company, macrocosm. Yeah, the demolition company is paying uh, the the tenants to leave. Some are accepting, some are not. We're gonna stay. Uh, and it's just nice when the aliens arrive. These little tiny, like can opener robots, essentially. <laughs> these little, like robots made of scrap metal, and then they're here. They're the fixers, right? So they just fix everything. They just all they want to do is fix shit. And it's just nice to see that juxtaposed with the demolition crew that's at the bottom of the building, destroying everything. And it's like, hey, where are these little aliens? We're here to fix everything. That's all we want to do. And the demolition crew's like, all we want to do is break stuff. Um, and they didn't play with the whole, like, nobody believes Faye at first. I thought the whole, like, a lot more of the movie would sort of rely on. Hinge on. Well, Faye has dementia, so no one's going to believe her when she says these little robots are fixing... You know, so, everyone's waking up the next day and all the broken shit in their house and in, in the whole apartment building is repaired magically, and they're all wondering how the hell... What happened? Yeah, and, and Faye's Why? like, it's it's our friends, it's it's the visitors, or whatever. It's They should have played with that a little more. Ooh! <laughs> That's the first. There you go. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I thought Batteries Not Included was sick. Sweet. Uh, put it on for the kids. It's on Netflix Canada right now. Uh, but the 80s, as you said, were an interesting time. <laughs> totes. I don't say totes, actually. Well, you Scratch just, you that just from did. the record. <laughs> um, what, what I, you, you read some stuff? Yeah, I, I read a couple of pretty cool um, graphic novels or comic books, depending on what you want to call them. Uh, one is called Pride of Baghdad. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael, you were saying you've read this as well. It's a really cool uh, Brian K. Vaughn story about... It's a true story, although the lions talk, so it's not that. Well, it's his imagining of... Yeah. You know. So, uh, during a bombing of Baghdad, uh, a pride of lions escaped. From and, the zoo. Yeah, from the zoo, and were later shot by American soldiers. So, um, it's a really sort of poignant tale about freedom and... Um, just these lions walking around the streets talking. It's it's really cool. That's that's kind of it's a kind cool of idea. it's kind of a heartbreaking ending, really. It's yeah, it's a very tragic story. Huh. Um, that would be a really sad movie if they made that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if a Miyazaki, <laughs> like a Miyazaki film or something. Yeah. It, oh, it would be like what's it of the fireflies? Um, Grave of the fireflies. Yeah. yeah. It would be like people would react that, that way. Um, the other one that I read. Um, I'm just looking up the author here. I have, unfortunately... While you looked that up, I was bored, so I watched Transformers Age of Excretion. <laughs> Age of Excretion. <laughs> and, and it was uh, just as bad as I remember, so don't watch that. That's all I have to say about it. Nice. I <laughs> yeah, like we, that we talked about We talked about that show, or that movie, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? I, uh, oh, we were, I, that we, should be a way to do it. <laughs> we should review bad movies by changing the title. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> Well, mm-hmm. we do that already. Yeah, Genesips. Apocalypse. <laughs> I like that it's a trend. No, I thought Stanley Tucci was amazing. I said this he, a couple he of weeks ago. Part, but... Yeah, he's amazing in that movie. Oh, he's amazing. Like, Stan- stands out. Stanley Tucci is just amazing in general. So. And Ke- Kelsey Grammer has a good time, too. Yeah, but then... It's ridiculous. Marky Mark. Yeah. Marky Mark sucks. <laughs> um, before we go, Mike, I watched a little bit of Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Oh, yeah. What do you think? It's ill. It's pretty what is great. This? Is this an anime? Yeah. yeah. So this is like, the, to me, might be like the next Attack on Titan. I think so. It's going to be big. So Cab- Better than Voltron? Ca- yeah. Cab- Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Basically, take this giant train that's like the size of a cruise ship, and the train tracks are like, you know, like the size of a, a ship, and you're just firing this fucking giant snowpiercer-type train through the countryside, smashing zombies apart. The front of this train is just covered in blood because it's just try- like crunching through these zombies. The, the zombies in this show are like weird, uh, like shambling. They, 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 their like- heart has been blown out, and they have these gold. This sounds very cool. Please tell me the name again. Uh, called- Cab- Cabinary. Yeah. With, the, with a K. Cabinary? Yep. Of the Iron Fortress. It's amazing. The, the, the zombies, they look awesome. They kind of look like in Iron Man 3, the... Uh, the extremists The guys. extremist guys. Yeah, like there's this glowing sort of yeah, they've got, like, orange stuff inside of them. Bone cage around their heart, which protects it, so they're super hard to kill. And they, But they have this weird grenade pack that they put on their heart, which actually blows them up and, yeah. I guess, turns them into this These weird... These are the people that fight the zombies. The cabinary are the ones that... Mm-hmm. Put the, they put these grenade things but on they, your heart the, These cage. zombies are called Cabane, 
Uh, it's it's sick, dude. It's, it's re- sick. It's like a steampunk feudal Japan. Oh, it's awesome on a train. Like it's really cool. it's super super cool. The first episodes on YouTube. I think a few of them actually. You might be able to get a lot of because I don't know where else to find them because mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen them on Crunchyroll or any other like networks anywhere. So I've just been watching them online, um, like not downloading them, just watching them online wherever someone's well, got them. I think it's amazing. It's a brand new show. Yeah, right like it's it's, it's on, still episode, airing. I think it's up to episode ten right now. It's still mm-hmm. airing. So yeah. Um, the last thing I watched. We got to go. We're going long here. Uh, I watched Highlander. What the original? The original Highlander. Wow. Had never, I'd never seen Highlander either. This so. thing sucks. <laughs> you guys you like, gotta watch two. Is Highlander two good? The, quick, the quickening. So two, please, please tell two me was what was the worst. <laughs> so uh, as, as, as soon as fuck you, as, <laughs> as, as soon as the opening credits started rolling and the Queen soundtrack started going, I thought I was in good hands. I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Queen is doing the soundtrack. No. Yeah. Then Christopher Lambert comes in, and he's brutal. Uh, Sean Connery. I love how this is like set in the Scottish Highlands. You know, Sean Connery's homeland, and he plays a a, a, a Spaniard, an Egyptian, actually. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. But then he's got a Spanish name. He explains it. Uh, Clancy Brown's a pimp. Uh, there can be only one. There can be only one. I love how this is like cutting back and forth. The opening of Highlander I successfully noticed. cuts back and forth between WWE wrestling, <laughs> like a, a wrestling match, and then like a Scottish battle, like being <laughs> intercut. Like, <laughs> um, I noticed that you adopted the hairstyle. Oh yeah, of uh, the Highlander. I've got a Highlander haircut. I like to think of it more as a samurai haircut. It kind of um, double does double duty, but yeah. guys, can you tell me what the fuck the quickening is? What what is it? Like you you can feel other people's. That's when you heartbeats. gain the power of. Um, yeah, when one Highlander defeats another <laughs> in swordplay <laughs> and cuts his head off. Yeah, well, you have to decapitate. Yes, to absorb to their, absorb their powers. That's the quickening. Yeah, mm. you get stronger with every other immortal that you kill. But then why does like Sean Connery's like look at that uh, look at that deer over there? You can feel its heartbeat. That's the quickening. I don't know because he's he's got the power in him. From well, the quickening's already there. It's it just like gets, the it's, force. It's more and more strong. It's kind of like the force. Okay, except you have to decapitate people to become oh, to get it. Yeah, it. guys, you got anything else? We gotta go. No, anything? No, I was busy watching Dark Matter and Transformers. Okay. I was and playing then, with my baby and playing a lot of Overwatch. Yeah, Highlander sucks. <laughs> yes, it does.
Kim used to live like right next to Christy Pitt. Mm-hmm. Sick. I, th- I believe when he says I was in Bob Cajun, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's talking, he's not telling the story of his own life. I don't know. He's saying, I, yeah, I wasn't. Okay, okay, I get you. He's telling a story. Um, so, guys, there's there's not a heck of a lot of news. The biggest thing, which is like slow news week, Brian Cranston got cast as Zordon. Yeah. What's going on with this movie? So that's so, a, that's what you and I said as soon as yeah. we found this out. I was excited when you told me this because people may not realize it's a little bit of uh, trivia that Brian Cranston actually voiced several of the villains so he's are retur- in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He's returning. Awesome. He's actually returning to yeah. the franchise. It's like, hey, we're, you know, it's only natural that he should be in this i mean he's been in the fucking trenches man mm-hmm. brian cranston he's did like it. preparation h commercials and voices of worked of, up to power rangers <laughs> villains oh my god and then malcolm in the middle i believe he voiced snizzard oh man yeah he he would do like wow. you would and when you listen to his voices as the villains it's they're, like they're very good like, the villainous snizzard from this planet. <laughs> they're like, they're, he it doesn't sound like Brian Cranston. And he's really into it. Yeah, he gives it everything. So he's playing a good guy, right? Zordon's not a villain. Yep. Rangers. <laughs> nice. He's the big floating head that yeah. they're like, what do we do now? Rangers, <laughs> so don't are, be afraid. Are we we gonna... need you to, you teens with attitude, oh, need my... to stop this giant cabbage. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> with a dragon zord. <laughs> Oh, what was that? I think Alpha. 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 Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> oh my God, that's just like a weird racist robot. What the heck is that? Damn. What was the? It was so just like what did Alpha? Oh. Did she just sort of walked around? Well, Zordon was just a head, but Alpha served no. Per- I guess it felt Alpha maybe, was to push buttons. Yeah. I think. I guess it felt a bit weird <laughs> if, if <laughs> the, care of the head. Um, if the Power Rangers would go to this weird temple and just have this one god head that they pray to, like there needs to be sort of someone there to be like. Oh yeah, there's also this robot. Well, like chick. If, how does like Zordon's got to have some basic needs, or is he just a floating head? So, I don't like, know. What I, is he like? Alpha, I need you to sweep the floor, pick up the broom, <laughs> press the button on the left. <laughs> right, and I was like, ay 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 ay, getting so dusty. Oh my god, <laughs> is it like a Wizard of Oz thing where yeah, it's actually it, Alpha? It's actually... <laughs> Pay no attention. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I think. Maybe it's going on. Maybe Alpha is like, you know how in Independence Day, the aliens are inside the big suits? Maybe inside Alpha, there's like a little creature. Mm, no. <laughs> I don't think so. No. So the question is... It's totally unbelievable. So the question is, so they're still shooting this movie in Vancouver, I believe. Uh, we're probably going to get a trailer soon, but I think they're just finishing production on it. Mm. Um, I guess the question I want to ask is, do you think Brian Cranston will like, be on set for this? Or will it just be like in po- like post-production? Or just is he just going to be voice work? or like? So I think because of Hollywood's penchant for... Or like uh, motion prequel, capture, like, f- facial scanning? Because of because how everybody loves like backstories and origin stories and everything, we're going to get Brian Cranston like on set and we're going to see the origin of Zordon oh, as a floating on. head. Well, I guess they're, sure. ma- they're making seven of these, right? So like this one, and then he'll come back for other ones. Like I don't know how they're gonna do it, but this one definitely we'll see. I don't. I'm gonna call it. Okay, we're gonna see. Go from Brian Cranston body Zordon to floating laser head. 
Okay, we're gonna see the trend, like his physical body into. Yeah. We're gonna see what is happens. Gonna, is that gonna be part of the fall of? It's gonna be part of the plot. Like it's Rita Repulsa, major who plot looks point. like she, like her costume looks like she was maybe the Green Ranger or something. Is it gonna be like she was a fallen ranger? She is going to. Okay, this is not for sure. I'm not saying this solidly as the last comment, but I think she's now. I think she's a Green Ranger who sabotaged Zordon and caused him to be stuck as a laser head for for eternity, and now. She's evil. She's sabotaged them, right? So they have to... She's she's much older than the rest of them, though. She's the original. Yeah. She would have been the first ranger. Okay, okay. This is ill. She bit, has harbored bitter resentment towards Zordon for stealing a normal life. Oh, my God. She was jealous of his body. Guys, I'm I'm so pumped for the, <laughs> the trailer. I'm telling you, the trailer's going to be badass. Yeah, so it the, is. Like the, the whole internet is going to go, oh, wait, this actually looks pretty good. It's just going to be Power Slash Rangers again. <laughs> I just I think it's going to be Pacific Rim is what we're going to get out of it, and we can only hope. Right? And that people would be are really gonna, good. Like, I, I think that's best case scenario. Okay, we're going to get a lot of let's let's think about what Power Rangers is. You fight putties. <laughs> yeah, and every time you hit them, you get sparks. Like, so we're going to have hand to hand combat kung fu sequences where you're fighting these weird yeah. dudes. There's going to be look parkour. Weird. I bet you there's going to be oh, parkour. Sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna have those, but we're also gonna have individual Zord sequences as well as combined super mega Zord sequences. I have a feeling we're gonna have one ranger who's somehow isolated, or yeah, one or two who are like kept from the of group. Of course, we're right? gonna when 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 the mega Zord combines at the end, oh. people are going to be fist bumping, standing and cheering. It's, I think it's gonna be a big deal. And then uh, they're going to have to save Brian Cranston. Like, it's going to be about saving Zordon. Help me, Rangers. My energy beams are leaking. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's turning into a putty. Oh, man. What? What? (laughs) We've spent too much time on Power Rangers. (laughs) This went from a new segment to a, hey, Uh, wish list. It's so fascinating. It's us going, "Mm, we might like Power Rangers. When I said to you... You know, Brian Cranston's in this. You said, "What is this?" Mo-? You know, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, really, what? We're just excited to up, see yeah. what happens. What is this going to be? I am very, very curious. Um, we also got. So, do you guys know they're making Kong Skull Islands coming yeah. out in March? Yeah, there's been some weird things happening with this, haven't there? So, this is set in the '70s. It's a prequel to Godzilla from 2014. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really. I'm really optimistic about this. This this thing, I think this thing has a lot of potential to be really, really cool. How big is Kong? So that's what we're going to talk about. What originally? Because Godzilla was like Godzilla is 300 feet tall. I want Godzilla to have like a baby jumper and Kong just like oh up man. Front. So <laughs> that might work, right? So the original King Kong, I believe, is 50 feet tall, right? The the eighth wonder of the world, the 50 foot Kong. Um, that's in 1933. Then in 2005, Peter Jackson actually made him smaller. He's, I believe, like 25 or 30 feet tall. More like just a huge sort of, gorilla. Exactly. Yeah. Let's make it a little more realistic. Imagine a gorilla just grew to a massive size. And now they're going in the other direction. And the new Kong is, I think, 100 feet tall. Oh. So King Kong is going to be 100 feet tall compared. And this is probably so they can he can size up with Godzilla so that we can have 
God, Godzilla versus match. King Throwdown. Kong. Throwdown. Because oh, what Godzilla's, I was thinking... It's going to be in Las Vegas uh, at the uh, MGM Grand. Uh, Godzilla's still really big. Like, what 100, I, yeah. 100 feet is not... What I envisioned, one, one though... One third, you know, yeah. size. I envisioned this, like, the massive Godzilla... For, I still haven't watched the Brian Cranston Godzilla, by the way. You've never seen it? No, but uh, oh, I'm picturing please. the one from the poster where he's like half of him is below the clouds kind of thing. And I'm picturing the Peter Jackson Kong like flying up the spikes on his back. Oh, my God. Like uh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus style. Oh, like, my oh, God. And like fighting him up on his face. Because <laughs> like, and Godzilla's face. like, like his little T Rex arms are just like, yeah, he's he's a big and he's big and fat. Yeah, he's like shooting laser breath and it can't get him and stuff. Oh my god, he's pulling the, his eyelids off. Plasma breath in the new movie is the best part of the whole thing. The Godzilla sequences in the new movie are unbelievable. So I should watch it. Eh? You should definitely see it. It's, it's on, one it's that, on Netflix. Well, like you know when you go through Netflix and you're like. Okay, I Dude, might watch that. I got to look if there's anything else first. It, it has a lot of problems, and the lead, like Aaron Taylor Johnson, is awful. He's so mm. boring. He's he's one of the worst actors like I've ever seen headline a movie. Maybe. Oh no, um, that's bad. He, he doesn't have a lot to work with, honestly. Though, it, 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 at least don't have dead eye. Like yeah, at least that's don't true. Just, just be like a, a complete blank face, McBlankerson. Blanky um, McBlankerson. Yeah, like yeah, but definitely check out. Godzilla, it's completely watchable. Feels like you're watching a Steven Spielberg movie or something. All right, it's, I will check it out. And, then. And, and and it's got a cool angle. You're following these other creatures. You're not following Godzilla, basically. You, you, you know, you're there are these two the mutos. muto moth like animals that are terrorizing reality. Mothra? Kinda. And then sort of a nod to that, I think. Yeah, right? you, you Godzilla is sort of tamed and brought in, like, yo, you got yo, G Man, you gotta help us defeat these fucking It's not really tamed. They just let him do his thing. <laughs> let, let, well, of course, we have let the great them fight. The great let them fight. Oh, Ken Watanabe. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. It's sweet. Um, so we got news from uh, Alien Covenant. Numi Rapace is actually in the cast. After all, have we confirmed that is how to pronounce her name? In fact, I don't know Rapace. I think we should just say it different every time. Naomi Rapace. I'm glad she's back because I like her. She, I do too. So Elizabeth yeah. uh, Shaw. Yeah. Is her character. I don't think she's going to be in it for very long. The fact that she's being brought along like yeah, this far into production. It could just gonna... be David David explaining what happened to her in a flashback or something. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that they landed somewhere and became <clears throat> idolized as gods where they landed, apparently. Isn't that I think so. To... Yeah. Wait, wait, what? I think there's something uh... Oh no. Oh no. I want Blomkamp to do it. <laughs> He's got to wait, okay? Until Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott dies. <laughs> so Ridley Scott also apparently uh, was reading a script on set, and he uh, tripped and fell into a forklift, and I think he broke his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That sucks. Yeah. So he got hurt on the set, and it's it was completely his fault, apparently. So. Oh, man, that sucks. Uh, but, yeah, to answer, like, it's, it's interesting. She's being brought in this late i think it's probably like flashbacks or her, her character is most likely dead i would think a lot of the alien movies are sort of based like one person usually survives in the you know what i mean There's like very little carryover but it's the same universe y- you usually have one it's it's like oh no two people made it out of the cryo chamber at the next one it's usually one plucky survivor of each 
disaster is sort of all we're left with. Isn't mm. it just Sigourney Weaver for the whole thing? Kind of. And <laughs> is it maybe going to be David from, you know, for the Prometheus universe? I, I don't hope know. if it's just uh, David, the whole, like, okay. yeah, okay. I'd be into that. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're reviewing Independence Day Resurgence today, right? Oh, yes, we so we, are. We, we already know that Independence Day 3 is in the works. Like, you could just obviously, like, from, from the movie itself. I really want to see Independence Day 3. You do? The, the premise, without getting into spoilers. An intergalactic war, perhaps? I really want to see that. That sounds like <laughs> okay, that... we're getting to the point where it's, like, Starship Troopers level ridiculous. Yeah. So it's awesome. Uh, yeah, they have this, like it the wasn't... stuff where they're fighting in the, in the crops in resurgence that reminded me of that reminded me of a little bit like uh, lost in space Mm. oh man (laughs) that movie sucks okay um roland emmerich is like already announced for id3 id4 3 uh i don't know (laughs) id4 cubed yeah complicated why is id4 it's so stupid right so he's already uh, at work on that but before that comes out he's making a movie called moonfall what's moonfall and it's Basically, um, is the moon falling? Literally. (laughs) Okay. Oh, it's just being caught in Earth's gravity. Well, it's. um, (laughs) Are they going to send drillers up to the moon? Bruce Willis. (laughs) Um, All right, Batfleck, show us what you got. Yeah, we need. uh, He needs his team. Yep. You need to drill into the moon (laughs) and blow it up with a nuke. So, Moonfall is about get this: (laughs) the moon falling out of orbit and onto a collision course with Earth. Uh, then it's up to an unlikely band of misfits who must unite to save humanity. Why can't it be a likely band? Like, I, know, I know, I know. But the, the moon wouldn't fall to Earth. It would, like, be pulled apart. Yeah. We would, we would probably just get rings. I, I, I have no fucking clue. But this is essentially Armageddon with the moon. It's f- stupid. <laughs> so, <Ugh>. like, <laughs> Roland Emmerich has somehow, he's got dirt on somebody in hollywood because he's getting the green light to make the shittiest movies that nobody wants to see so that might like that i could actually see that coming out in the night or he's a scientologist that's possible he's probably got dirt on someone who is a he's got dirt (laughs) on a scientologist yeah, they were diddling, and he caught him, and now he gets to make Moonfall. Yeah, and Independence Day four three. I, I won't, uh, you know, blow the whistle on all this nonsense that the Scientologists are doing. Or he's just—I I think he has dirt on someone. It's the only explanation. Um, maybe that, he's just you know what, really charismatic. You know who's in Moonfall? Jaden Smith. Oh man! Wait, what? Are you, are I just you? made that up. Uh, okay, good. That's actually, I would not be surprised. No, they're not going to try that after. After Earth. Before Earth. Fuck. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so here's... If, you, if you're a Star Wars fan, probably like we are, there's some controversial shit going on with Rogue One, okay? Yeah. It, it, Let's talk about the reshoots. Okay, well, you haven't been here, I guess, in so long that you haven't had a chance to weigh in on that. However, they're not... They're thinking about not having an opening crawl. I know. In Rogue One. Because it's not... It's like, not a saga film. But... Star Wars didn't start that. Like, that came from the Flash Gordon serials and stuff, didn't it? Like, that's where Lucas got it from. Yeah, okay, he lifted I, it from other I, sh- I should say traditional, like, the, the yellow scrolling yeah. into infinity style 
text, you know. Well, I think there just has to be a decision made now, and we have to be consistent from here forward. Do all Star Wars movies get that at the start, or do only Saga movies get that at the start? And and then what just, do you what then what do the Star Wars spinoffs get? Do the and then are they uniform or are they different? I think it's a stupid discussion that they're having because does I know the Clone Wars have it? Yeah, yeah, like every all, other all the TV Wars, stuff, every video game, video then games. Have it, then you have like, to have yeah. it. It's done. I know it's kind, it is kind Settled. of stupid. They're trying to break some molds. You you, you still have to have some sort of no. setup. The The Force Awakens proved that breaking the mold is not what we want with Star Wars. Like, the success of The Force Awakens is based on the fact that we love the way it was done I know, originally. but you can't do it again, though. We, also... Everyone agrees we can't do this again, right? Episode 8? Oh, I, I, oh, I no, agree no, no, with yeah. that. Cannot be a... Uh, it can't be rehashed. Nostalgic jerk-off. But... Oh, it could be a bigger star killer that shoots smaller star oh, killers. F- like, get out <laughs> of and this... And the star killers shoot death, death stars. stars. <laughs> that, Wait, that like is the turducken of like a nesting, Star Wars. nesting doll thing oh that they're God, going Oh my God, I'm just imagining this giant cannon cannon firing death stars out of it (laughs) amazing getting smaller and smaller um so it's just one stormtrooper at the end you you still need to have a a crawl of some kind to set up we we start rogue one we're not going to know where in the time period we are maybe that's what they're talking about it's the fact that this is set between episodes Three and four, like what do they call this episode? Three point three, you know, three point five. They call it Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Okay, but then what does it say in the opening crawl? Like it is between episodes three and four right now. Like, like no, you could talk, you set it up the same way the others do. You just have to describe what had just happened and what the political, because it's not necessarily like it's about the squad or she's going to be the one. Something to do with stealing the Death Star plans, right? Jin Urso. Yeah. And it's like her play between because her father's on the dark side, or he's a commander in the Imperial Army, and it's like her being torn between mm-hmm. sides. I think, yeah. Um, I think that we're gonna it, you would be able to describe the political situation of the time and her. You would say you would you would spend it describing the father and like because he's starting to be disenfranchised with the Empire and he's questioning things because of whatever. And so tell me about her family. Tell me about her. Tell me about her her youth. You only have like 200 words. I know. I know. It's just so, like three paragraphs. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, easily done. But I agree with you. What do you, how do you present that? Because if you're not going to do the crawl and I still need that information. I, I, I hate that they're going with a Star Wars story. I, I, I fucking it's hate so it. so Disney. It, it sucks. That's not, that's not Star Wars. That's Disney. That. No, like George Lucas, we have never called it that. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, but I don't. I don't really Battle care Endor. about George Lucas. I know as no, much. No one cares about George Lucas. I know that. But no, 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 I care about him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't at all. But like, he needs to be tempered. He needs to have mm-hmm. a team of people filtering his ideas. But okay, I guess what I'm saying is, it it was kind of nice to have the vision of one man as opposed to Disney, which is like you can tell a yeah, board. Yeah, it's a committee. It's a committee of like 36 people who are just voting. It's like we should call it a Star Wars story. Make this as like round just, off yeah. the end. Like <laughs> you see, you got it. You got that exactly. <laughs> you like that? Fuck. Let, let's nerf the world. Yeah. Round those edges. Yeah. Um. Polish it up. Yeah, that's Star Wars Rogue One seems that people want to say it's in trouble. I don't you think can imagine. It is. 
You know what it is? It's a Star be a... Wars story. You can imagine Tinkerbell flying and like oh, it's in god. cursive and Tinkerbell flies in and spells it. Oh my god. Yeah, it just says Dis- Disney's Rogue One. Yeah, a Star Wars story and then like she fl- so she flies in and as she flies off it makes that little ding. Rogue One. Oh no. So, do you think this whole thing came about simply because they can't put like an episode on it? Yeah. Like that—that's as, as simple as that. They're like, oh shit! We... I think it would be cooler to just call it three point five. No, they were originally going to go with like anthology, right? So Star Wars anthology one or something, or Star Wars anthology two, Star Wars anthology three. I don't know. I don't know. It is complicated, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we we have to agree that like unless we can propose a better solution, <laughs> our criticisms are so no, no. Okay, then moot. Uh, just. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. And then just have it say Rogue One. I don't know. I guess it... Ah. Okay. It's it's confusing. Maybe just call it Rogue One. And then, like, you have to know. You have to be a fan. And they totally botched it where it should say Star and then Rogue One Wars. Wars. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how the original poster... In the two lines or three lines or whatever they all, like, it is made around. a big box and shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Um... So Matthew McConaughey says he's might he's up for returning for True Detective season three. Why no one's gonna watch it? I know, but he said that, that he's such he's so full of himself. This guy he got into that Buick and just oh my god, just what happened? Like this is just it wasn't Lincoln, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. But he says like he he really enjoyed Lexus every Sunday. I he I I really enjoyed every Sunday night just watching. Myself. Myself. Just watching myself. Myself. Watching myself. Myself. I think he's slowly going crazy. I think so, too. He he said it was really... He really enjoyed watching the show, which, yes, we all did, and he was amazing on it. And, and that, yeah. that TV show won him an Oscar, if you recall. Because this is the most brilliant, in my opinion, one of the most brilliant campaigns ever, like, in terms of, like, winning an Oscar for a leading actor. So here's how. Here's what you do: make a movie about uh, dying of AIDS, like a, a controversial topic. Yeah. I guess you don't have so, to be that. You don't have to choose that. No, one. No, but that's a very good one to choose. Mm-hmm. Dallas Buyers Club was a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. He was good in it. Uh, I thought that Leonardo DiCaprio got robbed. I thought he was way better in Wolf of Wall Street than McConaughey was in Dallas Buyers Club. It's just me. But anyway. You want to win the Oscar, all you do is have an even better performance than the movie you were in uh, running on a cable network at the same time. So when the Academy is voting on the movie that you're nominated for, right. yeah. every Sunday night, there's a really awesome, compelling, ex- extremely well-crafted, you know, crafted, dramatic TV show with... Starring. E- even better acting, starring... The guy who you might be voting for. like Yeah, it's very smart, actually, when you put it that way. So, I mean, maybe if McConaughey's got a new movie coming out, then you just return him as uh, Rust Cole hmm. for season three. That could backfire so hard. You think? It's all because of the director, though. It's true. Kerry Fukunaga, who just crushed it. Clearly, he was the, the magic sauce, because he leaves... <laughs> True Detective <Ever> fell apart <laughs> and like then a go, paper boat, and then it's like I'm gonna make a movie. Oh, Beast of No Nations, <laughs> masterpiece. You're like, oh, and then season two. Guess who's not around? <laughs> <laughs> it was so clear, right? 
Uh, it's just really unfortunate because you had a good cast. You had Colin Farrell. Yeah, and it could have been really good. Rachel McAdams and Vince Vaughn. Like, but again, playing like this shitty L.A. based real estate it changed scandal so drastically, <laughs> visibly about like transportation and and you know housing development scandals. Like, what? Get me out of here. Mm. Um, anything else, guys? You have any news? I think we've stalled all we can before we get to yeah. the car wreck that we're about to decipher. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, this like the school bus is just driving through the salt flats right now. Uh, yeah, the the school bus that probably uh, feels like feels to be fe- in feels the movie like a, at all. Feels like a deleted scene. Like, oh, oh Let's God. talk about it. Guys, ID 2? 4. ID 4 squared? F- 4 times 2. Eight. It's not even it's Independence released. Day eight. Uh, yes, but it came out on the twenty fourth. It's not even like we're not even close to July fourth. Why yet. didn't it come out on? Man, there's so many things wrong with this. Well, movie. we talked about this, I think, last week, right? Yeah. Where you you should have like the original Independence Day came out on July second because that's when the weekend, the coming weekend was. No, but that's when the aliens arrive, and then the third is when they attack, and then like why didn't we get July first, July second, July third, like the title cards again? Yeah, that would have been great. Guys, what the fuck? Stupid. So we got seven hours. Independence Day resurgence. At least your father spared the elephants. Good for him. Look, the Roswell crash in 47, the farmer who made contact drew the same circle. And every time I interview one of my patients and show them this, they all express the same emotion. Fear. And I don't think it's a circle. The night the ship turned on, I experienced the strongest vision I've ever had. And I drew this. How did you decipher so much of their language? They were hunting us. We had to learn how to hunt them. So that was a clip from Independence Day Resurgence. Two decades after the first Independence Day invasion, Earth is faced with a new extrasolar threat. But will mankind's new space defenses be enough? I wonder. Will we care? (laughs) Independence Day Resurgence is directed by Roland Emmerich, and it stars Liam Hemsworth, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jesse T. Usher, Bill Pullman, Micah Monroe, Celia Ward, William Fickner. Yeah. William Fickner. Bill Fickner. Judd Hirsch, for, for no reason, and Brent Spiner, and Vivica A. Fox. For no reason. For no reason. Other than one scene that I am going to talk about. <laughs> we should have spoilers, I guess, but it's, who cares? From the get-go, we're going to spoil this. Okay. Yeah. Well, we so, know that we like, win. 
<laughs> there, I, I'm going to spoil it. Humans win. Um, okay. So, wh- what angle do we attack this? this I think let's talk about this, how we feel, and this then we just do a from, slice. Uh, um, okay, you, you want you want to go around the room first before yeah. we do a vertical slice? I think we should. I think that's fun. Um, can before we do, I'll start with you. But before we do, can we can we just agree right now before we get into it? That Battleship is better than this? Battleship is definitely better than this. Yeah, Battleship's way better than this. And you know how I feel about Battleship. Thanks. Thanks so much. You know what I thought about Battleship? Anyone who likes Fast and Furious movies? Me? Uh, Anyone who likes... I don't know why you complain about Battleship if you like Fast and Furious movies. I don't like all the Fast and Furious movies. Okay, but same thing, though. Like, same shit. Are we getting into a defense of Battleship again? Is that yeah, what's going on? It's like a default <laughs> position. That's just like this This podcast is always going to fall into that groove. Just we slip down that mountain. Uh, Red, what did you think of Independence Day resurgiments? Well, aside from the occasional moment of fun uh, and a pretty solid effort from Jeff Goldblum, this movie was terrible. <laughs> Um, I just, I don't know how a lot of it happened. When did you realize it was terrible? How far into it? Takes a while, uh, right? Yeah. Take, takes... Yeah. You really, I, I was really giving it the benefit of the doubt for a long time. Um, the introduction of, so I think it was when the kids are in the car for no reason. And then they find Jeff Goldblum's dad. When we've, um, I mean, we've just, we've had other things happen with family. Like, we're watching tragedies unfold, and then Goldblum's dad makes it for no reason, and serves no purpose, and is annoying with a school bus full of kids. I, I will say, that's, he is involved in the, my favorite action sequence of, of the whole movie, though. Which is... <laughs> Towards well, the end, yeah, driving away yeah, from, yeah, yeah. But why did that have to be a school bus? No, it didn't. And why did his dad have to be there to be driving it? No, it didn't. It should have just been Goldblum in a Hummer, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. getting out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh. that's how I feel. <laughs> couple, couple, trying to find some positives in a big steaming dump, and that's when you realized. It, it, it dawned, was. It was. It like, dawned on you then that when it was they so... found him unhurt on the top of his boat, I was like, nope, didn't. Nope. Well, among other things, also every time Will Smith's son opened his mouth, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my god, did they on purpose cast someone who would act the same as the child? Like he sat. I. Oh, he was so bad. He was so bad. Please, please make me forget about this uh, i just I, we should move on it's, yeah it's hurting. somebody else michael it's, how it's did hurting. you what did you think about this movie it's hurting him i also gave it the benefit of the doubt to start off with i didn't have very high expectations going into this film um <laughs> oh god everything that you've said holds true uh starting off with liam hemsworth's character like Space Defy- defying orders what to, f- to save like what? a what was that why like, what the fuck was oh, that man it was so dumb what space organized the oh giant God. cannon was gonna kill everybody on so, the whole moon base so yeah stupid 
that sets the tone for the entire film where there's all of these stupid decisions that make no sense. Like, so it starts falling. Everybody get out of let's, there and let us die. Let's put our control no. pod. Let's put our control pod underneath a big heavy thing. This big heavy thing that could, could topple fall. over. <laughs> Don't worry, these are basically space tanks. Uh, so J- Jeff Goldblum was great actually. He got I got a few chuckles from his lines, which was I was like, "All right, this kind of made me smile a little." Yeah, he was the the one diamond in the rough. Oh, man. That and that was it because the central conceit like what the aliens are there for and what they're doing and their goals don't make any sense. Nope. And our defense doesn't make any sense. Nope. Like, it is just... I, uh, I do kind of like the idea of us, you know, a, a spaceship comes through the portal uh, at the very beginning, and then we just we just immediately, ah, oh, shit. That's boom. very realistic. That, that's, to me, that's realistic based on the world that these people now live in. You know, like, we were attacked 20 years ago. We're just going to fight. If, if someone opens the door, we're not... We're just opening fire. Like we're not waiting to see who yeah. is coming through the other side. We're just but everyone who comes to Earth gets blown out of the sky now. But it doesn't make sense that this visiting ship that is as powerful is the only force it's coming in out the of the universe. Wall. It's out of Wally. Yeah, doesn't have a shield like every other freaking thing that we see in this movie. Like every little ship, every the suits that they wear even have a shield, and this. This thing doesn't. Sentient, super smart sphere thing mm-hmm. pops mm-hmm. out and is like all like uh, close encounters lighting that like wom 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 wom. Right? It's got the like lights flashing at the front. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's it's not a mili- It's not from a militarized uh, society. Yeah, but it's used to the. It the only exists to combat this hostile force. Yeah, and somehow we are able to shoot it down. With our one, Wait, we should get into that little thing later on. We yeah. need to, this, yeah. the eggs. Yeah. So, yeah. so nothing makes sense yeah. in this movie <laughs> at all. Yeah, uh, and that was frustrating because there were some interesting ideas that they started to bring up. A like shooting before figuring out if this is a helpful alien yeah. or what. That does make sense. Having except, to live with that decision. Yeah. Except again, Jeff Goldblum, who saved the world, <laughs> is like, "Hey guys, don't shoot." Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you should do that. And they're <laughs> like, person. Nah, "Forget him." <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is a piece of shit. But I am very happy. It's going to be ridiculous, but I really want three because they've set up this intergalactic war. It's just a Star Wars ripoff, though. Yeah, yeah it's just going to become Starship Troopers. But I, I love intergalactic spaceships. Yeah, it's going to so. be fun. Totally fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Star, it'll be like crossover with Power Rangers. And it'll be awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. That, that that leads me to maybe a little bit why like I'm so disappointed with this. And, yeah. and it's sort of like, it why awesome. is Roland Emmerich doing this, right? Roland Emmerich is the is the king, the undisputed king of disaster films, right? Like, there is no one in film history who is better than mm. he is at How doing How many this. people has he killed? Oh, God, like trillions to use the providers? I think terms? he might have, right? Right? Like, trillions of people. He, just, yep. he always chooses capital cities and just kills everyone. And now they're turning Independence Day into like a Star Wars thing or like a, you know, a, you know, Starship Troopers like thing. It's the biggest jingoist and it, friggin'. Yeah, and it doesn't have anything to do with disaster movies anymore. Can you explain to me how a giant ship that has its own gravity can, out, so can awesome. out gravity the Earth so that it pulls buildings up into the air? Yeah, the moon would fall. It would pull the moon like the, down. The, <sighs> um, there's a lot of scientific inaccuracy to me i felt like that was 
not in just the gravity. It felt like kind it of like a tractor beam, like the aliens are sucking stuff up a little bit. They're going. They had to be manipulating going, something. They're going space balls on it on us here because their shields also were repelling debris mm-hmm. with no inertial effect. So they, the, the the debris wasn't getting sucked into it. So there had to be some kind of except you know the shields didn't repel the tug. Yeah, yeah. You could <laughs> fly through it if you, but you can't shoot through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bulletproof vest. It'll stop a bullet, but it won't stop a knife. Yeah. Um, do you have any? Do, do you have any other things you liked about it, Mike? Mm, <laughs> the alien queen was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that um, later. Fucking other than th- the stupid tentacles. The idea of like the African um, warlord and his guys. <laughs> <laughs> fighting the politically or the like diplomatic North African warlord. Like yeah. they don't, they never say where it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, fighting the one ship that wasn't really there to blow stuff up. Like the aliens that had actually landed. I thought that was kind of a neat thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to see maybe just a whole movie of them invading or trying to track down these aliens in this whole zone to contain them. Like that yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Also, um, if that, that was I some no that, I, i'm not gonna get into no it. no no please please do i, I was just gonna say that's good world building you know what i mean that's just kind of stuff i wanted to see out of this you yeah. know they say they reveal oh this was the only ship that landed and yeah. it's got these cool legs on it that sort of you know it going to you think that oh that's a cool expansion on stuff we didn't see in the first yeah and it was that was filling, very cool filling in some gaps like the movie should have been all about the, uh, that kind yeah. of approach mm. but instead <laughs> despite the fact that there's world peace we're presented with a, a warlord. an african warlord well, he kills aliens though yeah but also doesn't let people like he didn't let outsiders come into his country to to like investigate the technology yeah, he didn't yeah. let anyone help them there like was, there was world what? peace except for like african people yeah they're, they're still crazy and yeah. psychotic and so savage it, it didn't make sense that that ship would have been there for 20 years with jeff goldblum never getting access to it if there's world peace yeah also but it wasn't on though right it was all derelict well, well, yeah but he could just, have turned it on he could have figured it out and he would have noticed the beacon flashing and fucking the whole movie wouldn't have no, taken but place the, be- the beacon flashing was on the other end the beacon flashing is on the alien planet no, no. The, he, it was in this ship too right like you saw you saw the <laughs> of course it's just like a red thing that goes it bong, pinged yeah. it pinged bong. one you saw that the just distress so you, signal was going on the audience won't get it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god! Like it doesn't make sense that a you're right they wouldn't have access to the ship and b that like the world government wouldn't have just said screw you warlord we need to look at this alien ship and yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> remember how we have like you yeah know, you sweet... you might have like some child soldiers with these plasma guns but we also have the world's military <laughs> we have like giant jets with awesome uh you know uh, repulsor yeah, coils we can just on hover them. with our plasma drive jets and like. <laughs> And there's no more African warlord. Yeah, yeah. And there's still world peace because we killed you all. Um, so I, I thought that was really cool. Like the a look at how, um, like how much our lives would have benefited from the technology that came here to actually originally yeah. kill everybody. Which was made very clear in that expositional speech that the president yeah. made at the beginning. Yeah, let me tell you about everything that you, in case you woke up from a coma. Oh my god! Like Doctor so- Oaken. Oh. Yeah, that he was actually another lot, thing that I liked. A lot movie. of fun, right? He but he was one, so sincere in Brent's, his performance. Brent Spiner is just a fun yeah, actor. Yeah, he's right? good. Except when he's given material like 
Why didn't you tell me my butt was hanging out? Well, he's a very... Cringe. Yeah, I know, but that's Brent Spiner for you. Like, he's a very sort of comical and, I think, a little... You know what I mean? He's a, I he's like, a, he's a very like, clownish kind of actor. The relationship between those two doctors was one of the highlights of the movie. I was like, what's going on here? Like, are these guys boyfriends Brent, or what? Brent, Brent Spiner would do a good Joker uh, voice, I think, in well, a he cartoon. He probably would, yeah. Which, which you think him and his boy with the guy with the beard? They had a very like. Was that, was that the guy from Green Room? Is that guy in Green Room like the guy who gets his stomach? Uh... No, I was confused by their relationship because it seemed <laughs> like I didn't. He know calls what the... him love. Yeah, like it's kind of cool. I was like, well, wh- okay, what like What's this going movie on here? He's doesn't like knitting me a knitting you a sweater? <laughs> like, and it, it was a very nice relationship between the two yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. Wait How about we but get it was a little out bit... of place. I know, It was right? a very heartfelt, like, sincere... Like, what What the hell? There's, <laughs> there's got to be a longer cut of this movie, right? I don't know if we yeah. I don't know if we want to get into it, but that... It, it's so... It feels so rushed, does it not? It was just... The it's, whole, like, the, the whole movie just gets... Get, like, it's like getting pushed along the, by the someone. Buddy. Just like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's get this done. Let's get this the, done. The juxtapos- juxtaposing the, like, nerdy guy who... Against the warlord. Like, that was so not funny no <laughs> and it bugged me like at one point he says like give me one of your katana blades and tell me everything you know yeah, what the I, i'm hell like first is of all that? i'm like that's a machete you dumbass are you is that line there to point out that you're a dumbass because even that dumbass would know that that's a machete not a katana because someone who knows what a katana is yeah yeah, yeah. Well, no yeah for sure a machete, a machete is, a, is. A, a machete has a very distinct look a katana is a freaking samurai sword right <laughs> Like it doesn't look anything like that. What that, are you? That is a Come really on. strange combo to like. Let's have like a nerdy, you know, sort you of the heart of a warrior intern. Oh god, pair up with an African cringe warlord for for comedic effect. Oh. I don't understand why Bill Pullman had to sacrifice. Like he tried to do it in the first one, so it's almost like there's a theme of you can't escape fate. Somebody so, always has to fly into the. So like you can't escape your your fate. So he cheated death by having weird crop duster guy. Mm-hmm. He Dude, beat him blow to it, it up. Uh, in the first one. So he comes back, and I was like, "Oh well, I gotta do it now. I'll let the alien wrap his thing around my neck, and that'll so, so take care like, of it." I didn't fulfill my fate when they first showed up. I must do it now. Like what the I, shit? I, I, sh- I oh. shaved my I shaved my beard off. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready to go. I'm ready to you know. And the line to like meet my destiny. The disposable character of the assistant, who at one point she's like. Don't let him get on that plane. And you're like, oh, I see how this is going to go. It's not going to work. And then he's like, hey, come with me. Oh, yeah. Cringe, right? He spoke to me as a friend and, and as a, a father. father. Cringe. Uh, just, I think we should do a slice. Yeah, let's, you uh, do a little, let's, let's see how the critics do feel a about this. slice. What do yeah. you got here? So when we, look, when we take a look at the slice, um, interestingly, we got a, a pretty high score for a top score. Um, but we get some like zeros at the bottom, um, so I'll I'll start at the top, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I want like the we top. We need some respite from it, this because we're trashing. I mean, we almost don't even need to read the bottom of the slice because we're 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 there. there. Yeah, we, we are. are we also... are. There. We will be there. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is from uh, Dan Jolin at Empire Magazine, and. He gave it four stars out of five. Yeah, this guy is out of his mind. I don't know what movie he was watching, but I'll tell you what he said. He said, quote, Allowing the same blend of multiplex rattling spectacle and, yeah, you got us, daftness, 
Emmerich has gone all out to recapture his 96 mojo, and for the most part, succeeds. While the occasional callback clunks, other riffs prove sonorously nostalgic. And we're not just talking about another death-defying dog. Whether it's Goldblum reliving his co-pilot jitters in another spacecraft, Bill Pullman pulling on his flight suit once more as PTSD-stricken ex-President Whitmore, or Brent Spiner making a welcomely deranged return as surprisingly not-dead Professor Brackish Okun, you'll likely thrum with the same sweet, not-able-to-take-it-too-seriously joy you felt during the first film. Uh, no. If I could tag on, he also said no. that as spectacular as you'd hope from a spectacular, uh, sorry, as spectacular as you'd hope from a sequel to the 1996 Planet Toaster and as amusingly cheesy, you'll enjoy yourself enough that you won't even miss Will Smith. Uh, I, I, agree, I agree with the end. You don't need Will Will Smith wouldn't have helped anything here. I think that he would have been like as good as Goldblum in making me forget at least momentarily about the dump that okay. I was watching. Okay. Let's let's assume that there's a draft of this script where Will Smith was in it cuz I'm sure there was originally a draft when yeah. they pitched this to him where he's in it and, yeah. and so probably not much different than what we got just with better one-liners. Just like welcome yeah. to earth. Are you guys uh, no. <laughs> Get ready for a close encounter, bitch. <laughs> um yeah, it's just, uh, I don't blame Will Smith for turning down whatever they originally gave him here. Did they even yeah, offer no, it to him? There's no way that this is done well. No, it's just, um, so is, is the is the bottom of the vertical slice worth even looking at or no? I think, as you said, <laughs> we're, we're we are bottom. it. We, we are at the bottom. Okay. okay. So, I mean, and even if you, I encourage people to go to empire.com and check out this review, um, because even here... I, I had to work to find where he's so positive. It still isn't really a positive. Yeah, movie. despite all of this, like, mm, it's so good. It's just as good as the first one. He somehow manages to spend a lot more time talking about what isn't as good. Yeah, exactly. So, so it sounds like a fo- like that's not a four star review. Yeah, <laughs> it might be a four star review in name only. This guy liked it personally, liked it, but can't help but identify lots of problems. <laughs> See, I, yeah, no one can really legitimately defend this movie right i don't think um but again i love the alien technology being morphed into our own and leading to like advancements fighter jets with i mean plasma we, we, boosters. we have like moon bases on like saturn and stuff now right don't they well, say until the moon disappears? of course right no but there there are around uh, around saturn they even yeah. say oh our base on you i want to know more yeah. about that i know that's like, what I mean. So you almost... I know District 9 is really the movie about this, where you have military fighting over alien tech. That's, But I want a whole movie about wars that erupt over... You know, like humans get this alien technology, and now we begin fighting each other. Like, maybe that would have been a cool... Why would, why would it lead to world peace? Like, that doesn't sound... I mean... Yeah, that sounds like storybook. Yay, aliens Yeah, it's a hokey came. way to play with it. It's like out of the 50s, out of like old school. Although there's the also the hokey way to do it. Like, what's his name from Ready Player One when he's talking about like, he plays with the idea, I think, of... Uh, Ernest Klein. Us being seeded with technology as a test. And, and then whether or not it's from a like malevolent or benevolent uh, civilization, like... Because we'll either destroy ourselves or distract ourselves enough that they can come in, and then if they're good, hmm. then what could happen, or if they're bad, what they could do. Interesting. 
Like um, if they're good, they're just like you idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. blew it. Okay, okay. You're not a member of the union. You're dumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I th- did. you guys find like the the setup and introductions to this really sloppy and rushed and uninteresting and lazy? Like the first thirty minutes of the original Independence Day. Say what you will about it. It's got great plotting and setup. Like you, you know, you have all these little threads that you're starting up. That you're like, oh, each of these little threads are interesting. Who are these little people? You know, who are each of these little individual storylines? And then the, the ships slowly descend on Earth. We keep, you know, cutting back. Oh, they're getting closer. The shadows coming. Oh, man. Yeah. Right? And then they finally burst. Like, at first, it's just sort of clouds that are sort of spreading over. And then finally, the, the ships emerge from those clouds. And then you get the next stage of the, you know, sort of opening up over each of the, like... And blowing up the monuments. Th- dude, there's a ton of foreplay. They're just jiggling the balls for like <laughs> half an hour. You know, you're freaking out. <laughs> and uh, this one... They don't do any of that. The alien ship just immediately lands on... I, were, were you guys even sure that that the, the initial invasion sequence had even taken place yet? I, I wasn't. Like... Wait, there wait was, sorry, what do you mean? Like, the like, there's only one disaster sequence in this movie, The right? one big ship arrives. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for the other four. It, we're, 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 yeah, exactly. Like, to we, just we wrap got, around the planet and the movie's over. We, we got one, we got one disaster sequence, and I swear, I, it feels like it's two minutes long. It, we barely see anything and in terms of... And they're very of, arbitrary with who it affects, like how, have like, some people's parents die right in front of them. Some people... Just their boat gets parked in another parking lot. Oh my god! Like this is not like this is not a disaster movie at all. It's so weird. Would you Would you guys agree with that? It's but the scene sequences with the kids though, like are are that's one of the reasons why they're sort of jarring and out of place because they kind of are like they're driving along highways and there's like exactly they're still making these really lazy efforts to to create this ensemble piece with multiple storylines that are allegedly going on, but what. What the alien, initial alien invasion did is it brought all those threads together, and now each of those characters are all intertwined, right? Like Bill Pullman and Jeff Goldblum, the, all their families are all tightly knit now, and they're all part of the same yeah. faction that's fighting. The, like, so now we don't we don't have this sort of you know magnolia kind of ensemble thing where no, you have all these yeah. you have all these these th- different th- th- that was kind of part of the appeal i thought of the original independence day this it, one it works was, it tries to right like it introduces the chinese pilot so fucking lazy. and the relationship between the two guys but it all and the fishing, sucks the fishing boat dudes it's just so lazy right you have that thread with these those russian guys yeah, in fishing we'll do it for 10 million dollars it's a deal so i'm just what? i'm just curious how this fishing boat it's not even a fishing boat. It's a salvage boat. Yeah. Uh, how, how does a salvage boat have the a technology to track where the plasma drill is? Yeah. In the <laughs> Earth's crust. In through the mantle. Like. Right. And I also want to know how this is like a uh, drill, an ion <laughs> drill or something, right? So is it vaporizing the water that it's passing by? And in that case, are we not now missing a massive quantity of the water from the Earth's ocean? And wouldn't there have been a massive swirling vortex around it as it was vaporizing the water that would have sucked all living creatures and ships into it, meaning that moments after they first saw the beam appear, all those Russians would have been dead? Yep. Like it would have just been a giant whirlpool. <laughs> and then even the after the Pacific Ocean. Even after we repel the alien invasion, there's not enough water left on the planet to provide life for 
humans. Okay. Well, I don't think all the water could just go down. The hole isn't big no, enough no, no, to it's hold not, all. No, no, it's not. It's not that it's the water's gone it's down being the hole. Vaporized. It's 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 like split the hydrogen and oxygen atoms <laughs> apart. This is what Red was thinking about. Uh, so, yeah, I was like, this is fucking stupid. I also don't like that. Was the big the big deal that this we have to stop this drill from. Taking and they said molten core so many times. Oh, that, yeah. They have to. Yeah, somebody drill. was getting like a bonus every time they said molten, molten core. core. He's like, yes, ching. Like they said, uh, they they have to stop it, or you know, or nothing. No magnetic us. field, which means our ozone will or our atmosphere will dissipate, which means basically the end of everything. Which I mean, sure, that makes sense. You need to stop the drill. It's weird that they threw that into the the throwback with the landed ship like that's what they were after to begin with but, yeah, but, because if you can travel interstellar distances choosing earth just because it has a molten core doesn't make any sense no and there's bigger planets with better cores in the first everywhere <laughs> in the first movie because because they're like what's revenge now they're just like there must have been yeah. a queen we didn't know about right yeah on that ship that we blew just up just like an alien I mean what that, I, I like that too it's like we blew it up but we didn't know why it worked we didn't know why blowing up the mothership stopped the stopped other everything ship. oh but there it, was a queen that it just didn't stop the other ships it took the shields down and like blowing up the mothership didn't stop them oh yeah they were yeah, still the hive, fighting the hive mind they had to kill the aliens for like. 15 years after, right? But I yeah. Mean, that, I think the aliens might still be able to, like, fight on their own. They're just not connected to the well, internet anymore. And here's my big question. They're two fucking minutes away from destroying the planet and getting what they want anyway. How does killing the queen stop them? They all crash. All the ships crash, remember? It makes sense, Michael. No, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, can, can we go, can <laughs> we go agree, back? by the way. <laughs> can we quickly go back to the monuments bullshit? Um, they like to get the landmarks. Exactly. Horrible. That's almost like self-parody of, of like make, like, he's, Roland Emmerich is just admitting like this is just, I'm out of ideas. Like, like it was, it, remember how iconic it was when the White House blew up in the first it one? It was amazing. And we agreed that, that it was the, the biggest clickbait, like the most clickbaity trailer of all time. Is mm. is that like showing that White House? And it's interesting the the in the feature film, there's a helicopter that flies in front of that, the shot, the and then it blows up and covers up the that 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 image of just the clean plate of the White House exploding is only in the trailer. And didn't they That's stop weird. showing it on TV after nine eleven? Oh, they stopped showing it on TV after the first few weeks when people started freaking out back in ninety six. So, good God. Th th yeah, that was really iconic. You can tell that Roland Emmerich is completely out of ideas. Well, yeah, they were like, monuments. you got to go bigger this time, Roland. So he's like, and he how do like, I do it? Mm. Let's just take monuments and just smash them together. Like, <laughs> the, he's like, like, well, what's the biggest one I can think of? Okay, well, the Burj. Yeah. So, like, and then like Kuala Lumpur, the Patronus Towers, right? He takes the Patronus Towers and smashes them into the Tower Bridge and, in London. Like, what? Like, why wouldn't it it's just Burj, be... It's the Burj Al Khalifa. No, that's, yeah, that's the... The, the big spiky one but they also take you know the, the oh, it's like these folding countries like he's just like mm -hmm. do, you, that, do you remember the Patronus Towers from Entrapment with Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah, I, I visited them well it's those two awesome spike towers with the bridge in between them yeah, everybody yeah. stands it's one of those touristy photos where someone <laughs> you stand with your arms out and it looks like with perspective like you're in Kuala Lumpur yeah you're holding the, the, the towers apart I just think how dumb is it that like we have to have the, the different, like, okay, I get, just 
take take buildings from the surrounding area and smash them onto monuments. But why do I have to have like the Eiffel Tower smash into Big Ben? Like what? Like what? That's yeah, confusing it, how it, that happened. It's, it's confusing and ridiculous and not even not even fun to watch or like it, it's so. And why did we it's, rebuild all of these monuments exactly the same? Yeah, like, and you, it's, it's like just self-parody, isn't it? it? Like weird. the ship was was it scraping things up? Like is that what was happening? That the no ship was idea. so big, it was bigger than the curvature of the Earth, so it like scraped cities up and yeah. then dumped them on. A, I thought that was kind of the legs, you know, sort of. Yeah, that was cool. It bulldozed cities it was neat. But if all they wanted was revenge, then there's one line that makes the whole plan stupid. Um. The ship's coming at Earth, and the guy who, he's one of the military guys, he says, at its current velocity, it'll crack the planet in half. That was so bad. The delivery yeah, was so it bad. Was like, terrible. It was terrible. I was supposed to be scared of that but moment. The, uh, the theory involved in that, like the, I mean, I mean the like technical theory there, that would mean that the alien's plan was a success. So yeah. why didn't they just do that? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't they stop and just, then start a drill? Just, yeah, don't angle, like don't glance off the side, just break the, just break the egg, on, just right on through. Crack oh it in my half. God. Duh. And then I'll also share with you my how it should have ended. Um so you know how this one was bigger, right? So uh, the next one or how this one should have gone really was it's just really really big even bigger than it was because there's more than one queen on it or for whatever reason. So this big giant thing shows up, stops a little bit away from earth. And then like we get a really, really wide shot, like really, really wide. And these two little things and you just get like a, like a little laser, like zap. Mm -hmm. And then like a little puff of smoke. I'm talking tiny (laughs) and that's it. Earth's gone. (laughs) Aliens win. Yeah. It's more like uh, credit. Credits yeah. roll. Or like, remember in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the Earth just like poof, just dissolves underneath yes. all those cube things. Um, I'm just sorry. I'm going to talk about one more thing. No, I hated go, about go, this. Go, please go. That's all this is going to be. Because we do. Because again, none of it makes any sense, right? So, Bill Pullman flying a ship full of neutron cold fusion, yeah, cold fusion bombs. bombs goes into the Queen's personal saucer. Uh, right in front of her and detonates. She has her own personal shield that can withstand cold fusion missiles. Mm-hmm. Not her ship, though. Her ship um, explodes into pieces. Yeah. So yeah, It's really fun. It's, it makes sense. What the shit? And then... I, I like that. I and then... Like I kind of dig it. <laughs> we somehow get through her shields with fighters. Because you have to get them from the back, like the African warlord said. With mm-hmm. his katana blade. Yeah, Remember? well, that has nothing to do with the shield, though, Blow right? Off the tentacles. But so, I think it do- might have something to do with the shields, because it's like a weak spot, isn't it? Well, no, the shield's down. Or is that... He's using a blade, I guess. He's just it's using different. a blade, yeah. So, the queen survives perfectly. Yeah, these unharmed. Ju- these bombs, because she has a personal shield, and then a couple of fighters show up and do what Hit cold fusion spot. missiles yeah. couldn't do yeah. and take the shield down. Like it they just, Luke Skywalker. It doesn't make any sense. They hit the perfect... They hit, what, what, are, what is it called in the, the Death Star that he's aiming for? The uh, exhaust, ventilation? The exhaust, exhaust port? Vent. Yeah, there you go. So he gets... They hit it. They hit the exhaust port. <laughs> they just didn't really pay much attention to that. They didn't well, he, really he, focus he, on he, it. He used to bullseye womp rats back home. You know, they're not much 
bigger than two meters. Also, also, also. <laughs> Prepare for a close encounter, bitch. The, the queen knows that it's like two minutes away from victory. Why the shit does she care? Just stall. Just like, to get the little sphere. The sphere's gonna get blown up anyway. Well, like, no, like it can probably they can probably survive on Earth once the magnetic fields have have gone. Yeah, like like the, there's no makes reason any sense. why the aliens are in a rush. Like the two minutes thing does not affect the aliens. No, right? We're freaking out because we can't survive on Earth if they get to the core. Yeah, the molten yeah, yeah. Core. Oh, that, uh, yeah. We the can't, aliens I talk. are totally fine. Let me say that again. The <laughs> aliens would be totally fine. Have no need to rush. So her like chasing the bus and all that shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why that. I don't know why that's happening. Their tentacles also are biologically. What is happening there? Yeah, I, I don't understand they just why flail. The, the queen like you just is... walk around and you have like wacky waving inflatable <laughs> arm flailing tube man on your back all the time. I don't understand why the queen is is fighting a bus, but okay. Because <laughs> um, they blew up her. So so you Corvette. you had an issue with. Uh, with Will Smith's son in this, I I did not. I I found him just to be ignorable. I thought that, <laughs> I thought that Jake, our ma- our main character, was garbage. Monsieur Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth is a complete tool shed. <laughs> um, not remotely not, not remotely likable to me. And and like, there's nothing likable about this douchebag so, yeah, at all. You're right. The the relationship also that he had with what's her name with uh, Whitmore, this, Whitmore's the babe, daughter, the girl, yeah. Um, didn't care no what the like we never actually saw it at all other than in a photograph it is terrible she's fine she's actually pretty good in it i thought that she was she was actually she she acted like a human pretty good actress um i thought that relatively yeah instead of having jake as our de facto main character because that is essentially who our main character is who's clearly will smith just replaced with just this guy you know what I mean? Like, no. they clearly have done something to wedge this guy in. Mm. Jake doesn't need to be in this movie at all. But I thought his buddy Charlie was way cooler. He I was thought, funny. He was I really smart. Char- I, I thought Charlie was... Good character. A great character. Like, really likable. Cheesy lines. He wants to make out with the hot... Yeah, he just wants to... The hot Chinese girl. Like, you know, she's really cute. Why wouldn't you want to... And, and the, the him practicing... Chinese like Mandarin. Yeah, it's that's very funny. It's it, there's some and stuff there that's that he does a, a decent job with really shitty stuff that he's given. Yeah, and I, just there's something I don't know who that actor is. I wonder though. I I really I really like whoever that guy is. He's yeah, uh, actually, Charlie is a decent actor. But do we like him and do we find him funny only because of the context? Like, if this was in another movie, would we think, oh, man, he sucked. Like, he wasn't good at all. Well, uh, it's just... It's he's just, just a bit of humanity, a... finally, here in this garbage fest, you know? No, I think it was, still would have been fine in another movie. He's right? Just, like, he's just kind of... He get lonely with her. He's like yeah. the only person who's having any fun here. He's like basically the Jake, Jake. the new Harry Connick Jr. is what I saw him as. <laughs> you know, like he plays the Harry Connick yeah, Jr. He totally plucky. does. I was glad uh, that Charlie wasn't iced. He didn't get killed. He's clearly a character that they would build up as this really like wide eyed. You know, that would be better for Jake's character though. Like we'd get a better motivation for Jake if, if they if, had killed if him. Charlie died. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's normally what they would do. I, I I'm surprised because they didn't. Jake I'm su- sucks. I'm surprised. <laughs> no, I'm just surprised they let him live. Normally that kind of character is very disposable, especially in disaster well, movies like this. I don't know if disposable is the word. Like they in are disaster they movies, are disposed yes. of, but in disaster but to to do 
Like it's a, it's a very proper motivation on purpose, right? There's yeah. a very. But th- I mean, that would have just been a retread reason. of the first one. It were, yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably too much, right? Yeah, yeah. They probably wanted to avoid. Him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fuck Judd Hirsch and his entire storyline of the kids. You're like, what is going on? This doesn't. He's meeting need to up be with here. these little kids. Do you think those kids? Like it's clearly another reference to the original, where you have like a convoy of RVs going across the desert with those kids. Right, it's Rand, Randy Randy Quaid's grandkids or whatever. Or it's it's un it's absolutely like it's how so, that's not on the cutting room floor is like mind blowing, right? It's mind blowing how producers let that stay in the movie. They just kept talking about our parents were in Orlando. What happened in Florida? Yeah, and the kids were all reading the book on the bus. Have you met kids? If you're in a disaster situation, <laughs> they're not reading. Not books. one of those kids is flipping through your giant hardcover <laughs> they ain't reading paperback. Books, everybody, uh, or hardcover paperback, paperback? hardcover paperback? Giant paperback. hardcover novel with which has your face on the front. Um, oh my god! But in to get to the end here, I, I definitely really like the idea of meeting this other alien species that's caught in this crossfire between you know like here's mm. this other alien species I that's am also that is left they're also fighting against these invaders like and we're going to team up with these kind of guys Neat idea um, Neat idea yeah I agree. but why are we so motivated to protect the sphere like why are we so why are, why, why are we so sure that this other race can are we are we convinced it's our only hope yeah are we, are we convinced they can save us for some reason based on that they look cool and it's because of the psychic connection that everyone had with the other aliens. And they're the they, cool. that, that they they know that it's something to do with fear. Tom Cruise comes down. He's like, "What's up? It's out of oblivion now. What's going on?" <laughs> he's like, "Oops, wrong just movie. Got this wrong movie. Yeah, it's Man, just like I'm, drone number thirty nine or whatever." And it looked kind of like um, I really like the design. Hitchhiker, like it looked like Marvin's head from Hitchhiker's Guide. It, yeah, I, I, it, it looked a lot. They did a lot of good a good job of distinguishing it. Like this is. Co- Way different than these, you know, the dark invader. They dudes. should have used um, what's his name's voice, but he died. Oh, uh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, Rickman. Yeah, should, oh, if he had done the voice instead of the chick. Yeah, like as an as a nod to Marvin. Um, but I did. I, I have to say, aside from Judd Hirsch being the most redundant sequence I I maybe have ever seen in a Hollywood tentpole movie, like amazing. Uh, I I did love the whole the visual aspect of the giant alien queen bounding across the desert. Yeah, effects are getting that pretty was good. cool. I it, thought it was pretty impressive. Actually, well, I how... just I, I thought that I mean this isn't a disaster movie, and I had given up hope that it was at that point. But at least when this sequence comes at the very end, I thought, oh okay, well this is at least something different. This is not something we've seen in an Independence Day movie before. This looks cool. Like Cloverfield. Yeah, it, it, it it's cool that. I actually really liked that Resurgence turns into like a monster movie at the very end. Um, we saw some cool stuff about their ships and, 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 and their, yeah, like, their sort of... Did you guys yeah. kind of like that? I thought that was yes. really awesome when we got to see the crops being grown yeah. inside of this massive ship. Like clearly this is their mother... This is the universe building that I did like, yes. Yeah, and this is their mother, mother ship. Like this is their you know colony mm. ship that goes between planets, I guess. It's a mining the harvester ship, yeah, harvester yeah. or whatever, right? I just no thought, one's ever killed a harvester queen. <laughs> yep. The the the, the cool looking crops that they're hiding in. I thought that could have been really cool. Have I didn't more th- sequences. I had a problem with that actually. Like they're just hiding under water. First of all, how do you know it's water? Second of all, I thought that was neat. It's like, like oh, they're not so different than we are. They just, drink water right. just like us. But they're taking a lot of chances by jumping into this liquid, submerging themselves, holding their breath, and then. 
These creatures have tentacles, and they walk right past them. What are you using your wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing yeah. tentacles to, for to if not for to go through the water? I, 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 like to think, I like to think that they have, like, fresher and cleaner water than Earth does. Yeah, probably. So here's where the movie would have been good. Yeah, let's look at it from their perspective. <laughs> no, no, because we can't do anything to their ship anyway. I think it would have been good if the ship just sat down and started drilling, and we're like, oh, crap, we need to do something, and they actually have to go in, and the whole movie is like, or a lot of it, is mm-hmm. them fighting through this giant ship instead of treating it more yeah, like... show us more ship. Yeah. Like, show us the alien world that's inside of this giant spaceship that we're now and fighting against. Do, do you guys have any idea why the fuck we <laughs> are going to their home planet? Like, why are we now... We're, we are now the invaders. Because we're pissed off. Okay, we're mad, and now we're getting our resurgence, our revenge is... Uh, retaliation. G.I. Joe retaliation. I find it interesting also that... Why even are we though Goldblum, up shit? Even what? though Goldblum is very much like, you know, f- look at both, look at all sides of the equation. Uh, there's no consideration to like, what's the backstory? Okay. Why is this race bent on conquest? And why is this other race like who, what side do we want to be on? Do we need to be involved in this? Like, should we go and tell them like, hey, we get it. You, I don't know. Like, there's no diplomacy whatsoever. It's just like, Oh, the white spheres are good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The black bugs are bad. We don't know what the white spheres are going to do for us. They're, um, they're going to be good, though. Yeah, because they talk nice and have girl voices. Yeah. Instead of tentacles and like... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, telepathy. Yeah. Weird chicken scratch. I, I want to um, quickly point before we close here... Uh, so Celia Ward played the president in this, and she's just quickly just disposed of, which I mm-hmm. thought was shocking. Like, oh, I thought we were going to maybe... There will be no peace. Yeah, okay. <sighs> okay, I, th- I thought we were going to kind of follow the president here, but okay. She's gone. I guess the aliens aren't fucking around well, this we time. get to follow the next president. They're just like, no... And then the next president. <laughs> the aliens just know we got to wipe out the president immediately because they're going to be too... To, to, they know. linked with the president last time. Yeah. Well, they know where the bunker is. They know to take out They're not the heads around. of state. Yeah. Why didn't they take out Area 51? Because that's where our last stand took place anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, that's your first target. Why did, I, I come back to, why didn't they just crack the fucking planet <laughs> in half? So, Celia uh, Ward quickly disposed of as president. Not really point, you know, no point in being in the movie. Susan Sarandon was approached to play this role. Originally, like oh before, please! As, as they were, she's a really smart lady. I want to know what she said. Uh, she turned down the role because she found the script quote incomprehensible. <laughs> um, she's not wrong. The part is considered to be the president. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth Lanford. She said, "When I read the script, I couldn't understand what was going on. Uh, I just couldn't understand it. Seriously, a lot of the people from the original one were not going to d- be doing it." And I read it, I just thought, no, I can't, I just can't. Mm. Uh, seriously, I read that, and I did not have the faintest idea. I said, wait till they see how your character dies. Mm. Uh, and I read that part, and I thought, it's not so great, actually. It's not so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they, like, they're just lying to actors, saying this is going to be awesome. Like, this whole thing was a piece of shit. Oh, man. That, and that's, you know what? It says something that it's all these young, mostly young actors that are in it, right? Because they, they get fooled. They're like, it, 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 they told us it's going to be awesome, mm-hmm. and it's going to kickstart our careers. And, like, the, the, there's no established actors that, it, you know, that's that's actually really interesting that there's no 
well-established, like big name actors that weren't in the first one that then come into the second one. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't appeal. No, it's we're, not a good. We're clearly trying yeah. to set up like a new sort of thing with the, the Charlie and and uh, you know. If it was good, we all, would have it, seen uh, Will Smith come back. We would have seen Jake, new new additions to the cast. All these new idiots were supposed to care and follow these guys into this next intergalactic war, which I don't know why we're going to start stir up shit at their home planet. Um, yeah, because their and home planet, again, it's just going to, yeah, it's going to... You can smell the sequel setup coming a mile away, but for some reason, Mike is really excited I'm, for this. I want to see... He wants to see Speaker for the Dead. I want to see, yeah. It's like Ender's Game right now. Well, it is, I, I want to see Speaker humanity. for the Dead is Ender's Game, yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. I want to see humanity meet up with all these other races that are on the refugee planet. Yes, that and, is an interesting And then take the concept. fight. Yeah, like, I want to see us interact. I want to see that planet. That's it. I want to see okay, okay. So out. you guys are down to see the, the engineer's planet, like Prometheus yeah. Canada. The hidden planet where all the refugee races are. Final thoughts on ID4 squared resurgence. Well, maybe we can do some math with those numbers <laughs> to calculate what we give this film out of 10. Uh, let's see. Four plus two is six, which is not, this is not a six. It's not. It's, a, it's the second movie, so divide by two. So four <laughs> divided by two is two plus two because it's the second movie is four, uh, which means I give it a four out of ten. Oh, no. I'll let you just made up a random. Like, yeah, numerology is go. a very effective tool to make numbers do anything. You're giving it a four out of ten, eh? It's yeah. that bad. Yeah. But you, I'm you, not going to watch it again. You agreed that you you only discovered that it was bad about halfway through, though. So, like, what what were you guys? Thinking no, I knew it was first... bad, but I was hanging on with hope. It's like redeem yourself, and it didn't. Yeah, okay, let's watch it. It had so much potential, I thought, and it just squandered all of it on terrible decisions. Yeah, I'm going to give it like a three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the lowest score ever handed out on this podcast. It's just not good. Like, it's not... There's maybe a minute or two that are sort of fun. Dude, it's, the whole... Okay, Monster... I want to watch Monsters Dark Continent again. Yeah, that's a good movie. It's actually... Tim yeah. fucking hates it. Tim yeah. was like... Tim wanted to smash his apartment up. He hated but it he, so much. But he hates it because he doesn't like movies about... Or like, I think there was certain elements... There was a lot of bro shit going on. Yeah. But Monsters, Mike, check out Monsters Dark Continent. I've it, already seen it. It's sweet. Herds of cooler, galloping aliens. Cooler, exactly. Yeah. If you want desert alien battles against giant things, yeah, yeah, man. That you have to admit that's cool in this too. Well, yeah, that's like Goldblum is pretty great. Brent Spiner seeing Data back on screen again is pretty good <laughs> as always. Uh, and his ex- his eccentricity is is genuinely entertaining for the most part. It's swallowing me, and then. <laughs> And then the giant queen, like that's that's not enough to redeem the movie. No, no, but no. I'm, and th- that's for a total of like what was that four things that you just listed? Three, four out of ten. Three, three <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> so I gave it a three and a half just because you know I smiled once or twice. So um, ac- according to the like the vertical viewing rubric, uh, a, th- a three and a half out of ten uh, would be considered awful. Yep. Okay. I think that's accurate. Okay. That's actually not too bad. We're not in the ones and point fives here, which is like incoherent and unwatchable. Yeah. Unwatchable is bad. It's not unwatchable. No, it's not unwatchable. Um, so guys, next week we're reviewing Swiss Army Man. Yeah. 
and this is going to be so much nicer, just yeah. so much more comfortable. I think people are going to chill be... with this review. Oh my god, it's like such a strange movie. Oh my god, I think people are going to be really happy with this with with the Swiss this Army next one. one yeah. Uh, where can we find you guys on the internet? I am on Twitter at Jared underscore Sergeant. I'm on Twitter at uh, Michael R Lind. That's with a Y. Nice. Uh, I am on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC. You can follow the show at Vertical Viewing. Uh, verticalviewing at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts and recommendations. Uh, send us your hunting recipes. Uh, any questions you have for the provider, we will read. It, we will read on the show. I mean, suggest might be controversial. Bear some recipes, gems. you know. Yeah, yeah. Suggest some gems that we might not have, like we haven't Ooh. talked about, like something to. I think we might have got a tweet. Actually, I'll have to check. I think uh, Jiggity John tweeted a recipe idea. Oh yes, yes. Um, so please go to verticalviewing.com. See the donate button right there. If you got a couple extra bucks, uh, we could we could really use it. Yeah, throw it down. Uh, it helps us, uh, you know, offset the cost of seeing movies. We really appreciate putting on the show. As I say, keep the lights on around here. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, verticalviewing.com, uh, go to iTunes, leave us your recipes there. Any final thoughts, guys? No, this no, one, this I, one, yeah, this one to, didn't, this one didn't do well for you. You need it? to like go have a shower or something. Like. <laughs> did they actually explain what happened to Will Smith? Cause I know oh, he, that was in the, uh, viral marketing. So yeah, the viral marketing campaign, um, his talked like about, test flight. Yeah. His jet Cause, exploded. Cause I knew like, I, I remember seeing that, but in the movie, if there's you nothing. haven't, if you haven't there's seen nothing. the marketing, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Other you than there was a, a, there was a picture painting a, on, on a the tapestry. Wall. Yeah. And I don't think if, unless you recognize Vivica Fox, who just tumbles into a building as it yeah, dissolves. from a distance. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> unless, no mom, like you might not even recognize her. And then you might not even know that that's who they're his, even talking about, you yeah, know, they're was, even in the same. Yeah. I was right there. The fuck. So that is kind of heartbreaking. No, it wasn't. No, okay, because she no, was only no. in the movie for like a minute beforehand. She was totally it was supposed shameless. To be. It was like helping a pregnant lady. She's like, yeah. look at how good she is. Let's establish her character in thirty Terrible. seconds and splat. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that the helicopter guy and everyone seem to just be moving super slowly and fumbly. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, drop yeah, the yeah. kid. Let's it pick up okay. the kid again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, they're just they're moving at disaster speed, you know? Yeah. Um, well, thanks for showing up, guys. Thanks for coming on as usual. Yes, appreciate it. What's, what's going on this year with movies? So, like, there's been a couple of good ones, but the blockbusters are usually more watchable than They're, they're really bad. They're, they're really lazy now, aren't they? Yeah. There's been a vertical decline. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Well, as always, ladies and gentlemen, listeners. You know what to do, right? Boys and girls, Y'all dogs know. and cats. Y'all know what to do. Keep it vertical, whatever that means.